Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please join me in thanking our delicious sponsor, Factor. Choose from 34 plus weekly flavor packed, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. Looks like someone needs to brush up on their English. Go straight and turn right. Go, go, go. Go your way and believe in yourself. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, January 11th, 2024. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're here to talk about gaming, games, and all the things around the games. And uh, we're, games. we're glad to be back. Yeah, second episode of the year. Feels like yesterday that we were just starting the show. We, we, we realized right before the show we're pushing 10 years. That seems insane to say that out loud, but we are. Yep. A decade of CORE. Yeah. I mean, when did Heroes come out? 2014, I think. And then, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, it's about 2014. So yeah, we got a, we got about a year and change. Yeah, since, since we started the show. I don't love it, no sir. I don't. Well, I do actually. I, I like the longevity of this. I like that we're we're killing it. And we're doing great. All those things are good, but I don't like being reminded how much time passes and how quickly it goes. Um, no. And Bo, I like your gray hair. I think you should embrace it. Oh, thank you. Yes. I want to rub my fingers through it right now. Not really. I don't want to do that. Don't give me a, a tub to lick either. All right, moving on. We've been through all that. Uh, check out our pre-show patrons. You'll hear all about that. Anyway, uh, so I want to. I was curious before we get going here today, if you guys experienced this ever. This is something I experienced this week, and I didn't quite expect it. So as a lot of people know, or if you look at my status on Steam, I have been playing a lot of Shapes with a Z. Uh, the, <laughs> the first version of the game. The, uh, I, the good news is, two. Uh, the demo for 2 hits on the 25th, so only... A, a week and a half. We just found out about that today. Um, 
And I'm very excited about the sequel to this game. But I've been playing it kind of nonstop. We mean you and the Shapes community that you're Correct. part of. Correct. Because you joined the Discord. Co- Correct. I'm <laughs> oh, on the yeah, Discord. The Shapes Discord. <laughs> right, right, right. I did. I got on the Shapes Discord, and they're very nice over there. I also, uh, the, the developer of Shapes reached out to me after I retweeted something they said. And uh, that means I'm oh, probably awesome. going to get the demo a little early, which I'm excited about. So I'll give that a shot. But <laughs> I have been playing this thing like crazy, this original game, the first game, Shapes. And um, it is just all-consuming. I don't know what it is. Maybe automation games in general, they're a certain kind of crack for me. Once I'm playing them, it's kind of all I think about. And it's weird. And I don't understand it compared to other game genres. But anyway, the point is, I've been playing enough of it that I'm starting to get automation brain. And I think it's actually positively impacting my life and my workflow. Because everything, I start thinking in these terms now. So someone says... Oh, I need, uh, we got to do this illustration for this book. Uh, it's not due for a month, but we need preliminary sketches and blah, blah, blah. They start talking about all the stuff they need for, uh, you know, a deal I'm working on. This is a true, this is one that I'm actually working on. And instead of me going, oh, should I do the sketches now or do them later? I don't know. Maybe I'll just wait until they, you know, blah, 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 blah. I start thinking in real basic terms. When I play games like this, I start thinking, well, if I start it now, then it can go this long in so many days. And then essentially I'm seeing it almost visually, like how long it will take is like a conveyor belt and where it connects to the next phase of the project is a, is a, uh, like an in, intake feeder thing that takes my ideas and feeds them into the next set of belts and then combines them with whatever has to happen with this combiner thing, uh, the stacker thing that I picture in my head, but really it's just like practical life that I'm doing. And it's all because this this automation stuff's like inspiring or somehow puts my head in like a process mode of do these things in this order. That's the most efficient. You'll get the most done by then because you did bep, bep, bep. And if you don't, it's okay. You can go back and change your process and redo it just like I can in shapes with a Z, you know? Do you, so, do you, does it help you procrastinate less? Yeah. Procrastinate less? It does. It helps me be more prepared. I feel like I've got way more ready for this particular project and other stuff I have going on. I think about it with show stuff. Today, I'm prepping things that I prep on my end for this show, and it's stuff like stream background and what's the intro going to be and and uh, get album art ready or not, uh, post art ready and all this stuff. Make sure the streams are scheduled. And I'm way better now. <laughs> I can't explain this very well, but I feel like I'm more efficient at even that thing I have to do on a Thursday because I'm thinking about it in that way of like, you start here, it goes to that, it needs to branch out three different ways, it needs to pull this in from over here, combine those two things, and then at the end, I've got the perfect little product and I, and I achieve my goal. It's weird, I know, but I, I was curious if this is just a me thing. So like, Bo, when you were like super obsessed uh, and playing Dyson Sphere Program, did you feel, yeah. did you think that way? Or is this a me thing and I'm just weird? Mm, I want to say I'm my problem isn't structure. Let's say that. Oh, <laughs> so all right. it's, it's procrastinating. <laughs> like mm. it, that's, that's why I asked, does it help? Did you find it helped with procrastinating? Cause I'm, I can be pretty structured. Like I've done a lot of management stuff Yeah, in my day job. So I'm that, but I can see a game benefiting from it. I don't feel that way about, Dyson, but let's say a game like Civilization. Mm, good point. You know, yeah. or a people management game like War Tales or something where you got to keep 
or banished where you gotta your priority is not your own selfish needs but having to keep people happy like mm. balancing those things hmm. i think there's plenty of like skills to practice in games yeah i don't think there's any to practice that much in call of duty yeah or world of warcraft yeah or games like that but like these management you remember it used to be a kind of toy. You know, you get science toys. <laughs> They're sure. supposed to help your brain develop. I have to I have to assume there are some games that help with this kind of stuff. So it doesn't surprise me that this game helps. I just feel like um it's like anything has- you where you practice the the thing, which in this case is critical thinking, thinking yeah. ahead. Um you, you know what I've been doing? It yeah. doesn't count as a video game, so I haven't really brought it up, but I discovered Duolingo recently, and that's what is that? They structure it. It's like to learn other languages. Oh, okay. What it's you... not really a game, but they've structured it like a microtransaction game. <laughs> like Gamified You get too many errors, you don't get to play unless you pop money into the arcade machine, basically. Weird. Um, or you just pay the sub fee, which I did, and you get you get unlimited tries. What are you, but, what are uh, you uh, working? What second language? Is it just two languages, or what's the... I'm like doing six... I'm annoying everybody. I'm doing like six languages. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Like, I, I already like, know why French. Why learn one if I can learn? <laughs> and I, I already know French. I'm doing Hungarian. I'm doing Korean. I'm I'm French. I'm, I'm like um, repracticing. I'm doing the French ones are easy, so I can accomplish those ones because I already speak it. German. Uh, Wein und Wasser bitte. I can say a sentence. Nine. I mean, yes. I didn't mean nine. <laughs> yes. That's. Uh, <laughs> I don't that's know what ja. yes is. Yeah. 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 Nine is nine. Yeah. No. Nine is bitte nine. is please. Uh, wine is wine. Und is and. And Wasser is water. Oh. Wein und Wasser. It's like speaking English underwater, basically. That's what German is. <laughs> it's like and, and very Wein und Wasser bitte with some weird words. Yeah. Bitte and you have to sound pissed. You have to sound really pissed when you do it. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I got German, Hungarian, French, and then Korean. I'm just trying to learn the alphabet. And then there's math and music in there, too. I popped those in as well. Ah, the language of mathematics. Yeah. Anyways, it's not really a game, but, like, it's kind of a game. Like, you know, I got to memorize things and do little gamey things. So sure. I think games can help you learn. And I think definitely those um, production chain games absolutely, I think, would help with, um, you know, structuring the order order of operations yeah and they do help me they help me because i i've depends when you ask me but some things i will procrastinate this seems to help me not do that like i'm i'm not using it for that i'm playing it because i enjoy it but when i'm done and i got something else i know i have to do instead of waiting two days to get a certain part of it done i'm being i'm way better now going well no if i do that part now almost like building in shapes you can you know pre-build a, a nice little contraption that will let's say paint a shape you need something to be yellow so you have a little input from the shape input from the thing got to make sure to rotate the shape before it goes in because when it comes out it's going to be this angle and then i got to cut it at the end in two pieces okay cool i can build that assembly just that chunk of it that will do the work and then that will get duplicated like 10 times to maximize my my output but by building that first i've got the cornerstone of what i have to get done with these circles and that thinking is good for me. It's like, well, yeah, I can do that early. This thing I need for a show for, for Greg's next episode, for example, I don't have to dread it or think about it the last day or last minute. I'm thinking more ahead. Like, all right, well, we know we're having this person on. So that means we're talking these aspects of game development. So let's put aside a contraption 
of sorts in my own head here on the side and work on that and then duplicate is needed or expand is needed or shrink is needed or whatever. That thinking is kicking in sooner and I'm putting stuff off less. So I don't know if I'm saying, I'm not saying this is like, Hey, everybody with your ADHD and your, and your 400 other things that make you put stuff off or forget to do a thing or whatever. I'm not saying the answer is playing shapes with a Z. I'm just saying it's for whatever reason, it's put my mind in that kind of track. And it's really been good for me. Like in a bunch of ways. So, well, I think it's good to practice structured thinking. So it's probably is benefiting you in that way. I believe it. Yeah. So there's that. John, do you have anything like that where you're like, you know, I think the biggest one for me growing up was playing the game Mist. Like, I played that game when I was really young, Mm -hmm. and it kind of taught me that, you know, like, cause and effect thinking better than what school was trying to do. And I just remember, like, getting through that game at the time, I would always come back to it and that series as a whole when I think about problems. Mm -hmm. You know, like, when I was learning how to do computer and IT issues, it was always like, that's always kind of where my brain goes back to is like, okay, well, if this is the result you're seeing, let's follow the chain of logic back to find out what the problem is along the way. Mm-hmm. And as simple as that, you know, is on the surface, it's something that, you know, in my experience, not everybody does. And sometimes just the ability to follow a problem back to the source, um, like that is something that I've kind of carried ever since I was a, a big fan of the Mist series. That one really got me. That's a good one. As far as procrastination, though, uh, the biggest thing that seems to help me is um, watching characters in TV shows that are good at not procrastinating. <laughs> like, really? uh, like I'm not even kidding. If I watch uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, and you show me a scene with uh, Mike Ehrmantraut doing something. Mm. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, you just do it. Mm. Why didn't I think of this before? You just do it. Or, you know, Parks and Rec, I'm watching a lot of that right now. Um, you you watch Ron Swanson just be like, well, you just do this. And you go, oh, <laughs> you just do it. I, I guess that's the answer. And all of a sudden, I will feel much more motivated by just seeing other people that are motivated. I like that I, a lot. I don't know if it's a case of like maybe, you know, procrastination is just far too enabled. And when you see people not impacted by it, you're like, oh, I don't have to be either. I I don't know what that block is for me. But yeah, there's something about watching people that can go methodically through a process that immediately makes me go, oh, I could do that. That's very. They can do it. I can do it. I'll go do it. Yeah, that's a lot. You're 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 kind of you're getting it from a different source, but you're kind of describing how this feels for me. Um, and it's funny cause I don't know why I don't think this way normally I'm a little more from the hip kind of how I do everything. So planning ahead isn't a thing I like doing. I like improvisation. I like being, you know, these, these shows, I don't edit them. They're live to hard drive. We say what we say and we put it up for good or for ill. You know, if one of us screws up the name of something, fine, we'll get corrected and we'll talk about it next week. If it's a big deal, like it's just not a thing I worry too much about, but the workflow of it or just getting a thing done that I think is going to be complicated. Like you said, like if you see somebody else do it in this case, if I see myself go, that shapes a nightmare, that's going to take four base shapes. I got to split them all up, rotate it, figure out what place I'm going to store those in, then reassemble them in the proper way. Instead of me just thinking about what a nightmare that road's going to be, I go, well, actually let's just do this one shape at a time. Let me just think about what's it going to take to get the sharp corner left upper sharp corner part. Well, that's going to take that shape. So let's get those going. 
And for now, we'll dump everything in the trash that I don't need. And the one piece I pull out, we're going to store that for a second. Okay, cool. That's done. Now, let me go do the next shape. And then before I know it, I've got the four shapes and 90% of the work's done. Now I just have to assemble them. And it's up till that point that I, or, you know, until I kind of take that dive, I stress about it, about it in a small video game way. But it, yeah. I, I started to realize, well, this isn't that different than life. You know, I mean, it is, but it's, I don't have unlimited resources. I can't just destroy things and try again necessarily in life, but I can be more critical about my thinking. I can think ahead. I I think in object oriented ways, you know, I don't know. Well, it's like you're breaking down concrete tasks into small achievable steps. Yeah. Which which is is also a hard thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's been hard for me my whole life. I don't see the world that way. I see it as the beginning and the end and all the in the middle, it just sounds like, ah, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I wish, I wish that I had this game when I was a kid, I would have been, I don't know what I would have done. Something big. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably overblowing it, but shapes with a Z is rad. No, no, I'm a hundred percent with you. Like the, the figuring it out in the middle is always the hardest part. Like there's plenty of things I want to do. There's plenty of things. I know what the last step is. It's that like middle area where you just have to do it. You know, it's yeah. it's that idea of like, oh, if I write a little bit today and I write a little bit tomorrow, eventually it snowballs up. But for whatever reason, my brain can't think of it that way. But then I get mad at myself because I think, you know, if I had been doing that for the past week, I'd be done right now. Yeah. So I'm always mad retroactively. Mm. And I think shifting your brain to instead of being mad retroactively, but just be proactive on just doing it. Yeah. Like that's that's a switch that is hard to flip for me. Um yeah. and every now and then I just find a it just happens. Yeah. Same. It just is happening a lot since I started being addicted to this damn freaking crack game. But anyway shapes oh, i've been there up. buddy those games are also bender games like yeah i'm having a hard time starting up dyson sphere even though the new update dropped yeah it just i have my mind on other things but i know that once i like go full tilt start getting that planet going start getting those things going it's gonna be like yeah i'm not working now so who knows how long when i'm working <laughs> that was always <laughs> that was always in my way like it was like you know seven days eight days of zero sleep yeah. Maybe I'll, at least I'll get more sleep, but yeah, I know those are, it's a, that game's a big project, man. Yeah. It's a lot. And, sh- and shapes, like, cause I played a little bit of shapes with a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, you build on what you've already built, right? Like, are you at a point now where your machine is like kind of insane? Like, I mean, it's pretty insane, but there are times where I'll go, oh, I thought that was efficient, but it sucks. So I'm going to delete all of it. Not all of it, but a huge chunk of my map and redo how that stuff up there is working. Mm. And you can, it encourages you to, because by default, the the resources are unlimited. The focus is not on what things cost. It's on what, how you're going to get it done. Yeah. And, but it's also like always optimization. Like when you first build something and yeah. don't understand it as well, you're like, oh, wait, I can optimize way better. So let me go back Big and time. spend eight hours redoing a, like a level basically or something like that, because I just know how to like, Make the machine a little better. Mm-hmm. Just a small tweak sometimes is all you need. I, I did a thing today yeah. where I saved maybe effectively three inches of, of track and eliminated that so it was three inches shorter, and it put me at my eight item per second goal. And I have a, I have a, I have yeah. a question for you because one of the frustrating things about Dyson Sphere is like managing production timings. Like mm-hmm. I tend to just like crank it. Like every, I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's get as much product 
into the uh, into the refiner or the whatever it is, the assembler. But then you get these like you starve on certain elements because they all have uh, fabrication times or refinement times. Right. So it's like if making copper ore takes twelve seconds per machine, and uh, say a copper bar, and then making a titanium bar takes forty seconds. And you need two titanium bars and one copper bar, then you're overproducing copper bars. Right. So then you got a backed up one production chain of of copper bars, and you're just forever your machine's forever waiting for those titanium bars. And like that stuff, that's where I'm at in my like factory foo, which is like <laughs> making a perfect machine that is well timed. Right. <laughs> you right. know, I'm, like I'm always like bottlenecking on tons of shit. Yeah. And um I, and then it's like I have to whip out a calculator and do some math and I'm like, it's a video game. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna work like that. Yeah. But if I wanted to get better, like I would practice I would have knowledge of timings. The shapes have a lot of those timings factors because I haven't played it as They're much. They're definitely That's in there. Nice there's and- there's bottlenecks and there's and there's you know slowdowns like you're exactly like you're describing. But the the nice yeah. thing about it is you unlock these uh, counter components and it ba- basically just let you anywhere in your supply chain literally just plop down a counter and the counter's a number and it will tell you what what you're doing and and it for the most part in the game although you can unlock faster speeds on your belts later, but eight. If you're getting uh, an input into the final goal thing, the 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 hub, at eight per second, mm-hmm. you're that's pretty much max. You're not going to go any faster than that. Yeah. And so I put these little markers around and go, well, I'm only getting three point five out of this production, but this one over here, with half the machines, is is doing seven point something. So why is that? Well, okay, bottlenecks probably white paint because making white paint's a pain. Got to mix all the colors. There's time in that. So if I had two farms of white paint and then feed those into one imp- output, that's enough to boost me a few, not frames per second, but a few um, yeah, pr- products speed per points. Yeah, products per second. making products basically in these games. Yeah, so. So, so they have a lot of ways of doing it. I've yet to pull out a calculator. I refuse to do that. It's not fun. Um, <laughs> that's, that, that's when he uninstalls. Yeah, I don't want to play that way. But the game gives you these little tools and tweaks to go to kind of do that, but in a visual way. It's like, well, that's only eight. Why? Well, let's see. If I zoom out, I've only got four and that's doing more production than the one with eight well why is that slow and then i realize, oh it's because i wrap around it with this thing or it's sharing an input or an output with somebody else and i forgot i did that or so i can remove that now let's see the counters oh they're both at eight sweet all right so we're good there and so there's a lot of that going on but the game encourages that it encourages you to say oh well then wipe out that whole track because that's stupid now put a new one in um and it's not hard you don't lose product when you do it you don't i mean you lose maybe a little bit of time but I mean, that's what I love about the game is, is it's just like this. It's not quite a sandbox, but it's kind of is. And it's also infinite. There's no edges to this world. Um, yeah, it, I zoomed out. It just seems like it just goes there's, forever. there's product everywhere, like primary product to put on conveyor belts and just run everywhere. Yeah, there's color patches. Yeah. You have two kinds of inventory. One, or an inventory, but resources. One is shapes, and the other is colors. And then... There are only three colors, so mixing those colors in different ways is how you achieve weird color requests. And then the shapes are crazy all over the map. And so sometimes you need you can't find the one you need that's just the whole shape. So mm-hmm. you found one that has on one side the square edges, but it has the points on the other side. Cool. If I get two packs of those or patches of those, slice those in half, and then throw away the square sides, reassemble the pokey but flipped, 
like a 180 degree flip on the pokies, I effectively make the shape I need myself. And if I'm efficient with that, then there's plenty of it and I can pump that into whatever I have to do. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit going on in that game, but in a way that is very easy to get into. And I'm absolutely freaking addicted to it. So anyway, I'm just saying. And it's enriching your life. Yeah. Like Satisfactory, other games like this, they're all like this, I think, to one degree or another. The the reason I think I like Shapes and I prefer things like Factorio and uh, Dyson Sphere, I like the I'm out above this world kind of viewpoint. In the case of Dyson and, and um, uh, Factorio, your little dude running around so the camera is centered on you unless you use mods to change that. Um, so you do have a slightly more limited view. What I like about shapes is you're not a robot running around doing anything. You're just God mode. So you, you zoom out and go anywhere you want and build whatever you want and then go back to the place yeah, you built there's it. There's no practical considerations to think about like, Oh shit, there's a lake here. Now no. I gotta, you know, yeah. Although sometimes that's fun cause you can build over the lake and change the landscape eventually. But yeah, that stuff, there's, there's like nothing, said, there's a lot to it. <laughs> like I say, there's nothing wrong with that. There's even a, a special kind of challenge to that, which I think is totally worthy. It's just, not my preferred. Although I have thing. played some satisfactory, you know, considering we're doing multiplayer games, um, the draw of that game is that it's that loop, but multiplayer. So you work with your buddies to figure out how to do things. I'd play that with you guys. Totally would. Yeah. We'll talk about it for yeah, one of our Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there's that. We're going to dive into what we played this week because that's what we're going to do. Uh, we played Deep Rock Galactic together. Speaking of playing together on uh, Tuesday, played for a few hours, and then I noticed John and I, I don't know about Bo, but there was some solo play as well happening later. Eh, yeah, um, there was. Yeah, I got I got kind of hooked back into that game, thanks to you guys, and it was super fun. Turns out Deep Rock Galactic is a rad game, and uh, our live stream of it is archived on all of our streaming channels, so you can go see, uh, you know, wherever you want to watch it. Uh and uh, they added a lot of stuff since we last played. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. Did you enjoy your time? I don't know. That, <laughs> I don't know that we got to any of it. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's why we all played a little bit after. We got all, we got yeah. to see a little bit, like the new mode where you're building pipelines. That wasn't in it when we played it the first time. I actually thought that was really cool. I still yeah. think that could that could almost be its own game. Like there was something. So satisfying, uh, and maybe maybe this was a unique experience because I play as the driller, so it's very easy for me to just look at a wall and go, oh, I'll just go through the wall. But there's something extremely satisfying about the just drilling a tunnel up to a point, dropping a thing, building a pipeline that you can then grind on to get from point A to point B faster, and just building this network of like tunnels and pipelines and all of that. I would play an entire game of this mm-hmm. and I would give them money to do so. So yeah. if for some reason dwarf game, people are listening to this, I know you're busy working on a survivors uh, like game mm-hmm. and oh, I'm yeah. excited for it, but this is the game I actually want. I want like engineer tunneling surfing? through stuff yeah. and oil pipe surfing and uh, you know, racing through the pipes, through tunnels, and all of that. It was, it was extremely. They could just fun. put that in DRG, though, right? Like just more. You can do a mode or something. Pipes. Yeah, or do a mode. Like, uh, I mean, I've, I came away with two impressions. One that that would be a rad mode. John's not wrong. I loved it. It's like playing Factorio, but in dwarf game. 
and and having that just expand that out and have you really connect the whole place and build out shit and have resources and all that that sounds really fun but the other thing was make those jump boots that we found in those chests make that freaking standard on every one of these dwarves <laughs> yeah they really are they're good. so good and i don't think they made the, they didn't diminish the gameplay they didn't make me go oh now it's too easy it didn't do that it just made me have more fun when i had those boots on so more boots please yeah, but it does trivialize some of the class abilities. Like, I, I mean, not to, I agree. The game is better when you have them. But, you know, if you're the guy that shoots little conveyor things, like, yeah, how, use, or the jump class, pads, yeah, that is or, or jump pads, you know, everybody's like, we don't need you here. We can just jet where we need to go. You yeah, go there, play a different that's, that is true. I, I don't know if that would be so bad though. Like four gunners would be maybe a little overkill. Um, cause you'd just be too, but maybe that would be fun to try. I don't know. I don't know. I'll like, tell you what it would be nice. And it would be nice if you're doing solo mm. because I did play a bit of solo, uh, cause I'm trying to just do my promotion Yeah, and the game does have some limitations of what you can do in promotion, uh, versus, you know, with friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I am I am doing that right now. So I'm playing solo a lot more. And I feel like, you know, they give you Bosco for solo mode to kind of help out with not having other people there. Yeah. I feel like giving people jump boots in solo mode would also be a pretty good, like, hey, let's make this a little a little friendlier if you're going to just be going in in that way. You might even be able to get rid of, of I almost said Costco, of Bosco. Costco. Yeah. Costco. Don't get, get rid, rid of Costco. Costco. I like their hot dogs. Um, but no, don't get rid of him. Or you could get rid of him because part of my problem or the reason I use him is like, well, there's stuff to mine way up on a wall I can't reach. So go do that, Bosco. Yeah. Instead, let me jump to a ledge I couldn't previously reach, chip away at it a little bit and do it myself. That'd be fine. You know? And John, you've already got kind of a, I won't call it a cheat mode, but your ability with limited, uh, you know, limited um, capacity is to drill through anyone and go anywhere and go through anywhere you want to go. And it's pretty awesome. Fast. Like everyone can do that, but it takes like a long time. (laughs) The driller is the best class in the game. Yeah. I'm always happy when we're playing together because then John's there with the driller and I'm like, this is by far the most useful of all. Like all my guy does is extra lights and extra grappling hooks, which is helpful, but I feel really minimally impactful. I, I, no one's like gushing over themselves when I shoot a light into the ceiling. You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe, yeah, but, but we like, miss it when it's not there. I will yeah, tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe default- I mean, like I said, it's not terrible. It's right. just, I feel like, wow, I love that John's part of the team. He just made a hole. You made an awesome hole and put pipes in it. It was like a whole ride. It was like, it was at Disneyland. So the trick is uh, <laughs> default boots for all classes except for the driller. Driller can just do his drill business i'm fine i'll give up i'll give up rocket boots for being a driller yeah it's, give you yeah. a slightly more inventory on the stuff you need to burn for it though so it's not you're not yeah, always yeah that would be just, nice yeah. just make it really easy to find when you get in the level like always put it in like in the first room or somewhere nearby yeah i like that but this game i mean continues. they already make you play flappy bird to unlock them <laughs> yeah that thing dude that's its own punishment like you can really just let people have it because they have to play flappy bird to uh, that took to me forever it. to get through that first flappy bird thing and then the second hacking it gave me was a different game it was um it was like match shapes that's <laughs> being yeah shape. that one's pretty easy that one's not bad. flappy bird i sit there and just i'm like oh I still feel like we haven't seen all the new stuff there is there too. Oh no, no, I think there's a ton. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more to see. Um, but it's fun. That game's great. Um, I'm glad that they just continue to support it so much. And, you know, they get this free battle pass that's not like a paid one at all. You just, you can't even pay into it. You just play it. And, um, I don't know. This this just it's feels like a game. It's just incentive to keep playing. Like I, because I get in there and I'm like, oh man, I've been missing out. Yeah, Even, you know. But I don't have that bad feeling. I hate that. The bad feeling is I paid fifteen dollars and I'm missing out. Mm. Yeah. You know, like at this rate, I'm probably not going to finish. Oh, I did finish the season journey. Did you before? I did. I didn't. I didn't I'd I have felt bad. Yeah. Like I'd have been like, oh, I'd, well, I did that season one when I accidentally clicked on it. A whole bunch of people fell prey to that problem. Um. Right, I didn't get any anything from that battle pass. You know, it sucks. Ugh, ten bucks for nothing. Well, in Canada, fifteen bucks for nothing. Yeah, yeah, feels bad, man. Ugh. So, yeah, I like that deer. You know, you don't have to pay anything. I think you can still buy cosmetics, but there's so many cosmetics. It's like, what's the point? I don't even know. Is there a store? Because I can I can't find any. They have a supporter pack. No, it's like supporter packs. Like if you really want to help the team, you can DLC and stuff. Yeah, it's like a give me my give me all your money. No. What give you all the money? What give is it you, they say? Take take all my money. Take Not give. Take, take my money, please. There yeah. you go. It's for the take my, take my money people. <laughs> Show me the money. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I dirty money. No, I don't know. Take all my money is like you know when you're getting robbed. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no, no. In fact, that we like this. This is the kind of developer we like their their methods of money earning. Sell yeah, the game. I think they're pretty good. Sell yeah. some DLC. Have a really great game to play. You think their Vampire Survivors is going to be good, John? Uh, I thought it was pretty good what I played. I think the the biggest oh, hurdle they're the, demo, yeah. the the biggest issue that they're going to have is that um, it's just taking a while, um, which is kind of a problem because it's such a like so many games are coming out in this space that like the things that felt really advanced about it are already kind of feeling a little bit dated when you look at. Um, some of the other stuff that's come out. Mm. They're going to miss so, their window, eh? Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on how fleshed out the whole thing is when it comes out. Um, you know, I just did the one little demo. It is cool to be able to, like, tunnel through walls and stuff like that. Like, And I don't know what adding new classes and, you know, how deep it's ultimately going to go. Um, but, you know, I play a game like Death Must Die, and that feels yeah. newer and fresher than what I played with it, and it's not out yet. So yeah. um, that's my one concern for it, but I liked what I played. Yeah. Like, I, I will definitely pick it up and try it. They're mining. I mean, I didn't play it when that dem- when that fest thing happened, when you did, but the, the, the ability to mine through things seemed pretty cool. Like, that was a one differentiating factor in that game. Compared to other vampire survivor likes, so that looked cool. Um, yeah, I just after playing with you guys, I just really want them to make like a builder mode, like a let's have some more pipes to grind on and give me some shit yeah. to put together. I just want to grind pipes and dig holes. That's yeah. all I want. That was and, really fun uh, in cool caves, and I do want to fix it. I also have to say, special shout out to whoever did the animation for fixing the pipeline. Yeah, there's a little like pneumatic hammer tool that you pull out during the animation for it that is like video game it's so satisfying yep you just lift it up you just like smack it a couple times you lift it up and it just goes and like every time it hits i'm like oh this just feels good well to their to their credit the one that's like you're moving a tank driller through the through the thing which we didn't play the other day that also has that tool but um uh 
It's it, I, give me that tool all the time. Give it to, give it to me every chance you need me to fix anything. I'm ready. Oh, and their tool. hacking robot is fantastic. Oh my gosh, dude. I love that. Although Their animations I, and sound are really, really good. I did a solo oh, run after, you know, we were talking about some solo play. I chose that kind of map again because I had so much fun with it. I got the worst dice roll on the map, though. Like, super windy. Well, unless you're a driller, okay? If I was a driller, this would have been no problem. Um, or if Bosco would do me a hole right where I needed him to, but he won't unless it's dirt. So I had this windy path of snow that slows you down, so I couldn't hold shift and run. Uh, and so I had to just go and drop a module, drop a module, drop a module. I think it took me 10 or 11 of those damn things to, to create the connection that I needed because I couldn't drill through to where it was. So it was this moment of both like, oh, that's a bummer. I got a bummer roll on the map generation, but also it'd be nice if John was here, you know, <laughs> just because no you would have made, you would have made a hallway straight there. It would have been no problem, but. Yeah. I, I couldn't manually do that, but it was still fun. I still got it. Still beat the level, got back, made money, bought some skin stuff. Uh, I think I'm sticking with the gunner. I even, I tried, I went with a, a couple of the others and I just, once you're used to one, I think you kind of stay. I don't know. I like the yeah, gunner a lot. It, feels, it just feels right. feels comfortable. Yeah. So we'll see, but maybe more of that on Tuesdays. We'll see. Uh, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't, but that game's rad. And Deep Rock Galactic's still a threat, so go play it. Um, all right. I also played Horizon. Oh, oh sorry, Bo. What are you going to say? Well, I just have one more thing that I need to compliment, but the hacking robot is the best. Yeah, that's great. John just said that, but yes, I love oh, the okay. hacking robot. I don't know why I didn't hear it. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> don't, know, don't know why. That's all right. It's, he deserves I was extra thinking praise. about saying it while he was saying it, probably. It's so nice we mentioned it twice. That's right. it really is that good. The animation's great. What it does is great. Uh, whatever. These guys are working on a different level. I can't wait to see what they do next after this and after the Survivors thing. No idea what they're working on. You know they're working on something. They made a lot of money. This game sold like crazy. And uh, still does. So Drilling I Drilling and grinding. Make it happen. Yep. That's what I want. Drilling yep. and grinding. Yep. Or finally admit that this is all part of the Warhammer 40k universe. And these are dwarves in that world. <laughs> admit it. Just admit it. Uh, all right. Let's move on. I played, uh, I told you last week I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn PC version. Uh, yeah. I'm almost done with that main story. I played a ton of it. When I wasn't playing Shapes, oh this gosh. is what I was playing. Yeah. I was, I mean, when I picked it up again, I was kind of already, I was probably 25% through. And so I kept going with that playthrough. I didn't start. Oh, over. okay. So you didn't start over. No, I you could did, have. You didn't do what I do, which is I haven't played it in a month. I better start completely over. Depends on the game. I usually will do that. And I was tempted here. But I picked it up and I went, oh, no, no, I remember a lot of this and it was fine and picked it right up. So um, and technically it was the second time I'd played that sequence anyway, because I played on the PlayStation and then later this. So it wasn't that big a deal. So anyway, I'm, I'm almost done uh, with the main story. There's a ton of extra stuff I want to go get and do. I, I still say that's one of the coolest games ever made. When I'm done, I will go back and pick up. Uh, Forbidden West again and try to finish that. I would love to be able to say I finished that series with the exception of the VR mountain thing. Although Bo may play that at some point or another. I don't know. comes to Steam. Sometimes they come to Quest or Steam. Yeah, could could go either way. I have a feeling Sony wants to not lose their shirt on stuff they've made in VR because their install base for that 2.0 VR thing is not anywhere near what they wanted or needed. 
And so I think it would help them if they push that around after their initial yeah, launches. Get, get the RE4 remake on there too. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, anyway, not much to add, except it was, you know, there's a lot of the stuff toward the end that involves you working with, um, he just passed away. He was on the wire. He was on John Wick. Like, uh, I think Lance Riddick. Lance Riddick. Riddick. Lance Riddick is all over this game and I love his character and I just hate that he's gone. I don't know what they do for a third game without him. Cause well, I don't know what happens at the end of forbidden West. So maybe I don't need to worry about it. Um, but I really like that character, and it's fun to to hang out with him again. There's some really crazy fights. I totally forgot that game puts in front of you. Just some wild stuff. It's just awesome. I love that game, and I love that it's all basically in my backyard. They they shrink it pretty good, but there's you know Bryce Canyon and and the part part where Utah becomes Arizona briefly and then becomes Nevada. That's all in there. Um, it's just set where you know where I live, and it's it's weird that it is and. I can recognize certain places and go, oh my gosh, that they're trying to pretend like this is whatever. And anyway, that adds a little bit of it to uh, for me, but I just think that is one of the coolest games ever made and I'm really happy to be playing it again. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, I played a game I will mention briefly because uh, I already talked about shapes and that is Chill Aquarium, or sorry, Chill Aquarium. <laughs> All right. Oh, I think I saw this one somewhere. Yeah, it was on sale. It was super cheap. I was like, well, I'm going to grab that. That was like two bucks or something. It is a, a game that I wouldn't call it a clicker, although there are aspects of it that are clickery. If you want it to be clickery, you can make it clickery. Um, that being you feed your fish in a clickery kind of way, but that only speeds up the growth of your fish. If you just leave your computer for a day and come back, a ton of them will have matured and you can now sell them. But the whole goal is to run an aquarium, unlock a bunch of fish. They come in the form of like little fish cards. And you're trying to get them okay. all, uh, kind of Pokemon style. You you don't have to catch them, but you just hope you get dealt them eventually. Um, and then you feed them. You, you toss food around the, the aquarium in this very cute, wholesome aquarium. The fish eat the food. That helps them grow. Uh, they grow on their own anyway. I forget what the, the click rate is, but they're always growing. And then when they're full grown, you are, you're notified, bling, you've got your first uh, koi, koi fish. And then it will it will make you fifteen bucks if you sell it. So you sell it. Another fish pops and it goes. Oh, it's a fully grown, I don't know, uh, just beta fish or whatever it is. Sell that one for twenty. Ooh, yeah, let's do that. And you have certain goals and certain rewards and all that sort of thing. And certain fish are worth more than other fish. Uh, you're not meant to just hang out in there. You can if you want. But usually, what I do is I'll go in, unlock a bunch of fish, uh, spend money on fish, throw them into the tank, feed them real quick, and then I get out. And then I'll go, oh, it's five o'clock. I'm going to go check on my fish. And I go in there and all but maybe three babies have matured and they're sellable now. And they're also telling me what they are. If I've already had them, they don't inform me. But if they're new, they tell me. And then I sell those. I make money. I improve the tank. I add better food. Uh, I can make a more interesting tank with different sand or whatever. These things all have effects on how quickly you get your fish or which rarity comes up, that kind of thing. And, uh, it's that's it. That's the loop. And it's a very fun little loop. Little wholesome, sweet little game. You're having fun with it. Yeah, it's totally fun. It's it's definitely kind of um uh what's what are those little things we used to have? A little Tamagotchi. There's a Tamagotchi vibe. Okay. Where yeah. you're not you're not meant to stare at it all day or play it for yeah, hours at a time. I was gonna time. say, do the fish die if you leave them alone too long? Oh, I don't know. I've not done that yet. 
Um, <laughs> he loves his fish too much. I love my. Or he I'm, sells them ca- uh, calories. Yeah, like today, I checked on them about six hours apart, and they were all mature when I came back. And I sold them all, made a crap ton of money, went and bought more fish, filled up the tank, fed them real quick, and then left. So that's how you'll play this game if you get it. It's cheap for a reason because it's you know that isn't much of a loop, but it's a satisfying one. And you watch numbers go up, and you buy better shit, and then more numbers go more, up. More expensive than the Vampire Survivors. Yeah. What is it? Well, it was on sale for like two, but what is it now? Probably off sale now. I don't know. For me, it's six twenty three Canadian. Okay, so it's probably about four ninety nine here, and yeah, I, they had but, it like fifty um, percent off or something. Yeah. Is it? Does it? Uh, can you screensaver with it? Because it it definitely has like a screensaver vibe. It has it. a it has a mode where you take all the UI out and it just kind of sits there and chills. Um. Now, that's only good if you're staring at it, though, because if you're trying to get work done, I mean, I just have it in the background, too, sometimes because a fish will pop. And I'm like, oh, let's go see what fish popped. Oh, okay, this one did. Cool. I didn't have that one before. Now I have a goldfish or whatever. It's still distracting, right? It can be, yeah. Um, But it's doing offline uh, progress. And that's what... That's that's really what sets it apart. You don't have to have it open to have any progress. Boy, I wish Shapes did this because I currently have... 50,000 I need to make of a certain shape, and I'm maximizing my output, but it's still taking forever to hit 50. I wish that would do that while I was offline because <laughs> the shapes are done and they're feeding into the, the freaking hub, but I, I can't sit there and watch it all day. So, uh, yeah, this fish thing's cool. It's a, like I said, I spent on under three bucks for it, and it's just, I like shit like this. So it might be worth your time out there, everybody. Uh, again, that is called Chilquarium, just like you think it's spelled. Uh, that's it. Oh, and a reminder that Shapes 2 demo hits on the 25th this month. That's Shapes with a Z and 2, the sequel. I wonder how many people have heard you talk about this game and actually typed Shapes with a Z as the full title. Oh, I didn't think of that. I mean, I know they sold, they've sold a bunch because of the show, because I keep, I won't shut up about it. And so they've (laughs) sold a lot of Shapes 1, which, you know, getting toward end of its life cycle for a sequel, but still... Uh, I think we've, I think we made a dent, which is why I think they reached out to me. I don't know, actually. Um, it may have just been the tweet, but anyway, uh, yeah. Shapes to getting a demo, make sure you pick it up. 25th is when it happens. It's a, I think they already have a listing on steam. Well, I know they do because I've wishlisted it. Yeah. I've wishlisted it too. Yeah. Uh, John, you, yeah, re- you, rec- you recognize that intro today for a reason. Uh, I did. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, what are you, what are you playing that reminds you of that? I am playing finally, properly, yeah. dedicatedly, Yakuza Like a Dragon. <laughs> so, so you're in. You're in. You're in to the end. I am in. I am you're not in until slack. I beat. No. Even if I'm you don't gonna, feel like playing it, you're going to sit down. You're going to play that turkey. I will never not feel like playing this game. Great. But Bo has spoke volumes about this game. Yeah. Yeah. He is a hundred percent right. Yakuza Like a Dragon is such a good game. Yeah, it is so boy. good. It yeah. is. And, and like, it has a bit of a slow start. It's good right from the get go, but it gets so much better. Yeah. And, right. and like, that's, that's the thing is like, I, I've seen some people say, Oh, I started it, but I didn't really get that into it. Or it just feels like it's a slow build. Is this all I'm going to be doing? You know, you kind of just see that sort of thing. There is a lot of dialogue. There is a lot of story. There is a lot of, you know, cutscenes and stuff like that. 
But this game is so genuinely funny. And I thought, you know, based on the things I had seen, I'd watched Bo play a little bit of it. I had seen cutscenes. Everybody wants to show the absurdness of this game. It's sort of the same thing as like with Final Fantasy XIV. You see a lot of screenshots of weird shit. And it, <laughs> as, a, as a result, you, you think like, oh, this game's just going to be uh, tomfoolery nonstop. It's just going to be giant uh, crabs. Uh, it's crawfish. Uh, it's just going to be a giant crawfish and... Um, it's going to be homeless people breathing fire and sicking birds on people. And like, that's all that this game's going to be. Yeah. All that stuff is there. I'm not going to pretend it isn't. It's there and it's wonderful. But what it also is, is it, it is a very compelling, sometimes violent, sometimes depressing story, but also an incredibly heartfelt and compelling story. Like we talk about this a lot about how, um, it's important for stories to have heart. You know, we've talked about the trailer park boys a lot on here and that show can be extremely offensive and stuff like that. But part of the reason why it's so easy to say, you know what? It's fine. In spite of all the awful things they say and do is because you feel a heart behind it. Same principle here. Like this story has already told multiple stories that have just made me go, damn, mm. this is so good. This is so, so good. And, uh, I, I am, absolutely loving this i couldn't be more excited for like a dragon infinite wealth i saw a poll on twitter today where i think it was uh games GameSpot was asking uh which of these is going to be the first game you buy this year and infinite wealth was not in the lead and it's a crime if you if you like rpgs where's the poll if, if you guys like rpgs Go what, what, play this game. You don't have to have played previous Yakuza games. You what was the don't winning have, one? Uh, the winning one was... I want to shit on it. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> it's, there, were, there were four of them, and they were all beating it. That's what bothered me oh, the most. Oh, oh. It's crime. It's a, it's a crime, what's yeah, happening. Because yeah. this game is is so good. The characters in this are so good. And I'm not even done with it. Like, I think I'm on like chapter six or seven or something like that. Maybe not even that far. And I watched the trailer for Infinite Wealth today and I saw characters from this game and I smiled. Uh -huh. I, re yeah, I realized yeah. I was smiling just seeing them. Mm, and yeah. I was like, oh, man, that tells me everything I need to know about how I feel on this game. Like, mm. it's just fantastic. It genuinely makes me laugh. It's nearly made me cry. It's made me think. It has been entertaining all along. Um, what chapter are you on? I, I think I, I think six. I could be wrong. It might not oh, be yeah. quite that There's far. There's fifteen, be... so like you're still. I'm you got still lots plugging of, away. Yeah, you there's got a lot, lot like, of game. You in got there. lots of road. This game, if you make it all the way to the end of the story, you you will, I think, graduate to full Yakuza convert. Like I, I was kind will. of on the fence. Like, Yakuza Zero felt like yeah, I played that weird Japanese game. It was melodramatic and touching. But like a dragon was just gonna push you. Like they're, they've stepped up the franchise with this game in particular. And I can't speak to the Judgment games because Judgment is just a whole new cast of characters. It's more on the police side, not Yakuza. They're really well reviewed, but I can't comment on it. But like, anyways, it's you're you're you're. I, I'm glad you're spending time talking about the actual 
heartwarming story behind all this because it's so good. And it's like, yeah, and I mean, that's the thing is everybody sees everybody sees the the big Yakuza boss in a diaper, right? Like, and goes, oh, I think I know what this game is. I always show that. What you and I do, too. Um, But what you don't see is the heartfelt discussion he has about how difficult it is to raise a child and how a person whose marriage is falling apart how they need to just realize how they both are working towards the same goal and understand the challenges that a child puts on both parents and understand each other's needs like a heartfelt speech about being a parent to another guy while he's wearing a diaper and then offers to see if you want to drink the bottle as well. Like it's all in there. It does both things and it does both things earnestly and well, it's not jarring. It's, it all ties in together and uh, it's just, I love games that can go from ludicrous to serious to heartfelt to, you know, shocking and just walk that line. That is one of the reasons I like Final Fantasy XIV as much as I do, is its ability to be dumb and serious at the same time. And it is absolutely what I like about this, too. Like, it, it threads that needle so perfectly um, that it just, I'll be laughing out loud one minute and then just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? The next moment, it's just so good so the idea that these games have always sort of been this for people um these things you're saying is is probably true but do you think that what set everybody on fire is this this change of of combat style like what what do you think it is about this one that jumps out so hard because it's not even making top poles like it's just but there is something more mainstream about it than i've ever seen yakuza be why do you think that is I think there was a element of a fresh start to it. Like I think having a new gameplay style certainly got more attention on it than normal. Like, you know, it's it's kind of that it's the it makes you understand why games don't want to keep adding a number at the end. You know, like especially games that are actual sequels, right? Like it's easy to go, "Oh, it's Final Fantasy 16," but you don't have to play 16 final fantasies you know right like you can just play it people know that but yakuza is a game that's got a lot of numbers and a lot of names after it and it's a ongoing story it's a continuing universe and they tell their own individual stories but like it can be daunting and i think having a game that presents a different style of play with a different main protagonist with its own kind of setting gave everybody sort of this feeling of like, Oh, it's a fresh start. Um, I can jump in here at this time. And then I think it was also a great story to tell within that because, uh, the main character is so likable and the cast of characters are so likable and so interesting. Like they really are like the most lovable losers that you will ever meet in video gaming. Like, there's a point where I was just like, wait a minute, is my whole team a bunch of homeless people? And like, it's kind of true. Like they're all jobless. A, yeah, they're they're all, none of them have jobs. They all yeah. just kind of come together. You're, you're, and like, you're, you're basically a, a lifelong convict. And the other guy's basically, he's definitely homeless. He's a, he's for sure a bum. He embraces the bum lifestyle for his reasons. The other is a cop that gets bounced from the force. So he doesn't have a job. And, <laughs> 
there's Psycho who or Seiko. Seiko I, I feel like yeah. it's a pun a little bit because she is a little bit crazy, and it's kind of like Seiko Psycho. Yeah. Um, and I guess she's out of work, but I can't remember the context. I know she's someone's sister. She's but, uh, yeah, she's yeah. she's a hostess, but I feel like she yeah. doesn't ever go to work. Yeah. Um, they're they are just so freaking. And you haven't like, you, you don't have all the playable characters yet, right? So no, I've only got four so far, yeah. and so I there's, know there's more because they keep saying they will earn XP when not actively in the party. I'm like, well, so far yeah. I haven't filled the party yet. You've so. got you've got two more main ones and like a side content one that you can get, but uh, they're great characters too. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a fantastic game. I I don't think it's just the the RPG part though. I think the developers are embracing that Western audiences are watching, or that that's a market for them. I think the games were distinctly very Japanese prior to Like a Dragon, mm. and this one definitely like you can play with English uh, voice acting, and it like all the jokes like hit. You know, you're not like, oh, what's this weird Japanese humor? It's like, there's not a lot of that. Like, there's definitely customs there that you're like, oh, this must be a Japanese thing. But, um, you know, a middle-aged guy who loves Dragon Quest is pretty relatable. You know, mm. it's all, <laughs> yeah. it's all pretty. I mean, I love having him, <laughs> having him be like irrepressibly enthusiastic in the face of total disaster is a winning. You know, that translates I, no matter what. I really like is. the um the english dub on it brian or john are you playing through uh english or japanese i'm playing through uh in japanese mm. which just felt right at the time mm. um but i have now seen a lot of you know like clips and stuff especially watching the trailer for infinite wealth and heard the dub and it it sounds great yeah um so i don't know if i'll stick that stick with that especially with uh infinite wealth transitioning to taking place in hawaii I think it might be fun to transition to English voices and stuff so, like so that. So my policy has been the Kazuma Kiryu Kazuma Kiryu games are in Japanese, and the Ichiban Kasuga games English dub. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't know why, bad, but that's not <laughs> a bad policy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's if it's not literally him, it sounded an awful lot like him. But in that trailer, I'm pretty sure I heard Danny Trejo, and. I don't want to hear the. I don't want to hear somebody else doing that voice. I gotta find that now. Hang on. I don't know if it's true. If it's not him, it sounds so much like him. Uh, Yakuza. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, official. Yeah, he plays. He plays Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, he's in it. (laughs) That's great. That's. I don't want to deny myself a chance to hear him in the game. So. Yeah. yeah. So Scott, you need to I think you look infinite wealth, it's like eight how many days away? It's Well, I've got so I'm pretty this, far this in. It's a big deal, man. I'm like, pretty far into that first or in the one John's playing now. I probably should just pick it up and oh, try so, to finish. It's so. on the twenty fifth, so two weeks. It's oh. like two weeks. Oh no, that's the that's the shapes <laughs> two with a Z demo day. What am I gonna do? Oh no. Sorry, <laughs> well, whatever. I mean you play it when you want to play it. I'm just I'm really excited. I've been counting, literally counting down the days. There isn't a more important game that I can think of in 2024, except maybe Space Marine 2. This makes you guys hardcore Sega fanboys. You realize that? You're yeah, Sega yeah, fanboys, it's huh? insane. But like, yes, like you got to give credit. It's like, you don't think that it's a Sega property, 
But then you, you know, even though there's tons of Sega arcade games and Sega gets, there's even Sega dinners and stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, this is like this is a, this is like an awesome thing Sega's been doing over the years, and uh, it's like hitting high marks. I mean. Like even the man who erased his name was incredible too. Like I, I thought it was like I've played, you know, a couple, I played Yakuza one and Yakuza zero, mm-hmm. and this the man who erased his name. They're just like they're using the blingiest of tech. Like everything looks good, is well animated, superbly voice acted, well written. Like these guys are firing on all cylinders. This is a great franchise that the West is like. It's kind of a shame they didn't get a single nomination. But Infinite Wealth stands a better chance, but still, it's kind of a shame that Man Who Erased His Name didn't, because it's a fantastic game. Yeah. There's a interesting, sorry, a little side note. Um, some news happened that we don't have on our list later, but Sega, uh, uh, Sega of America and Europe has a new president. This is Shuju Yusami, I think is how you say his name. He's the new president and COO and CEO of Sega America and Europe. Uh, he helped launch the PlayStation in the States for Sony, the Dreamcast for Sega, uh, involved with directly in the creation of Kingdom Hearts. Many, uh, many people credit him entirely with that happening at all with Square and Disney. Uh, and also helped Q Entertainment make big hits like Luminous and some other stuff. He's their new president. All I'm here in the States, by the way. So I think that's really good news, like for Sega in general. There's a whole bunch of Sega like rebrands coming out, yeah. right? We saw that at the uh, VGAs. Yeah, yeah, new tax, crazy taxi, new uh, what's the what's the tagging Jack one? Jack Grind Radio. Jack Grind Radio. That's it. Yeah, yeah a Golden bunch Axe. of stuff. Golden Axe looks insane. Like I, I have a feeling we're about to see Sega in their publishing time, which is where they are now. I we're about to see a resurgence big time. I don't like we get a new console. It's not what I mean, but I think that him at the helm and all this stuff coming out. And the success of stuff like this, like Sega's having a, they're having a moment. That's great. Yeah. Their Warhammer stuff's doing really good, or their uh, Total War Warhammer games, and they're kicking butt. Anyway, uh, awesome. John, you're making me want to just pick that up again. You should. It's really, really good. I think I might be farther than you now. You are. You, you have, are. Do you have four characters? Yeah. I have three, I think. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. You got to get in there, Scott. You got to get in there. I got to get so in there. good. It is. I don't I really have a good excuse for why I didn't finish. I just, you know how it was. Other games That's came up and we played. It's a big, long RPG. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a big one. Guys. That's why you got to, like, you got to commit to it. It's not a short, it's not a short guy. It's a big game. It's a long game. Well, and speaking of, let me tell you about the other two insanely long RPGs that I'm playing. Why I'm playing three RPGs right now is beyond me, but it's the it's the ship I'm in. Because mm. uh, the other things I spend a lot of time with is uh, continuing to play Final Fantasy X. I'm finally starting to like it. And uh, playing Sea of Stars, which I liked from the beginning and continue to like. So. Yeah. Um, I don't oh, have a lot res- to say new on those. Are you resuming your your gauntlet of all Final Fantasies? Is this what we're seeing here? The- I think yeah, so. if I can get through ten eventually, like my, you can goodness. make it through ten. You can make it. I believe in you. It's I not- mean, why is ten so? Uh, I'm not. I don't mean for you, but I mean in general, people say this. Why is ten considered the one hard to get through? No, t- people love ten. I don't. I don't think I'm in the majority thinking ten. There's is- a fan for every Final Fantasy. You pick one sure. Final Fantasy and you say that's the only bad one. An army will rise up and show you. I already. <laughs> I'd, I'd always heard ten was like just more impenetrable. Maybe I'm thinking of thirteen because thirteen. I think reputation. two is the only one you can actually badmouth and people won't come after you. 
Uh-huh. I think Let's she's see. the only safe one to... Let's see what the YouTube comments look like in the weekend. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong, John. You're wrong. I, two is genuinely... Two is genuinely, like... It had wonderful ideas. I think a remake, like an actual, like, remake, remake of two could be amazing. But mm. um, it just... It doesn't execute well. Like, it, it's like they tried to make a Bethesda game in the NES era. Like... It's kind of it's kind of weird. Where where did but, this um, where did this one land? I'm here to kill chaos. Where's that on people's well, list? Well, I don't know. That's not an official number. Okay, so it's an offshoot. As far as offshoots, you can you can badmouth offshoots. That's fine. okay. Okay, I don't know. That community um, could but come. Mainline one, out. someone will come for you for pretty much everyone except <laughs> you. Okay. Uh, Ten definitely is going to have people upset at me because for a lot of people this was their first one. For a lot of people this was. Uh, you know, a very influential game. And, and it was, by all accounts, it was. Like, it was one of the first big budget video games that was fully voice acted, uh, by and large. Like, it's not 100%, but it's it's like 90% voice acted uh, poorly. But it's there. Um, and they are talented voice actors. Like, let, let, me, let me put it this way. For all the jokes about how Titus laughs and all of that, the the person who voices Titus is the same guy that voices um, Obi Wan Kenobi in Clone Wars. Mm, he is good. a talented actor. Yeah, he's really he is, good. He is good. The cast of Final Fantasy X is good, but nobody was doing this at the time when this game came out. It just wasn't a thing. And how a game should sound and be performed and all of that just wasn't known. Yeah, we so there I yet. give it. I give it a pass overall. Um, for its time and place, but it doesn't make it easier to go down by today's sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. and my, it's like my, a volleyball guy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to play as a guy who attacks with the volleyball. It's not the coolest thing in the world. You know? <laughs> like, my biggest issue with it is it feels like so far I feel like I've been walking down a corridor for the entire game. Mm-hmm. That's it's not really just been in my head the entire time. And people say it never really gets too far from that. Um, no, not at all. But I, I have found more fun in it as I've gone along. I think the combat system is good, but I think it has some flaws. Um, you know, like I lost a fight for, I think, one of the first times. Uh, last time I played it, I lost a boss fight really badly. And then I tried again, and I won... I, I basically got destroyed the first time and then I destroyed the boss the second time, but not really because I adjusted my strategy just because that's the way it works. And mm. I don't think that that reflects well on the design of is the Is that game. the game with paradigm shift? Is it's paradigm shift or is that 13? No, I think that's 13. That's 13. Okay. Yeah. 13 was controversial. All right. That's not just me. I love 13. I think it was, but it, I can't remember. Like, babe, I think it was controversial. Because it had low frame rates on Xbox, and um, also it was corridor like like ten, which was a a reoccurring criticism. I think people have just given up because like even remakes kind of corridory, but maybe I'm thinking of twelve. They hide it a little better by having some open areas that you run around in, but. But, you know, I am curious to see what uh, Rebirth looks like, because now we're going to where the overworld would have been. Oh, right. And I feel like the overworld is a good way to get out of the feeling of corridors. Yeah. But it it really has been like, hey, you're in a zone. You're going to go through the zone. I got a feeling it's just going to be corridors again. I got a feeling. Mm. Uh, It it could be. We'll see. I mean, it has it has been the it has been the trend. 
Um, but it, it feels especially egregious in 10, but I am finding things to like about it. The story is, uh, is doing better than it was. So, uh, you know, I'm finding fun and I don't know if chat is trying to, uh, cause a ruckus by saying we had a whole show about this. Titus. We've had the Titus Titus talk twice. I changed his name in my playthrough to T E E D U S. No matter what you think it is. I changed his name. It's pronounced Titus. Titus. Um, <laughs> go do your own research. It's pronounced Titus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like it either. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Go look it up. Yeah, it's not like you just, uh, you're, it. you're not just choosing the one you prefer or don't like. You went and looked. You found out. We I, found I, out. I did the research and then I changed his name. Yeah. So there. You can't, <laughs> you can't always, you can't always count on the romanization of uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> the, the like is I learned Korean and like they have the romanization which is like using the English alphabet yeah but the letters don't sound the same no. it, it's like you see an R but you're supposed to go nah yeah it's not weird. her you know it's like it's like so your English brain is still messing you up mm-hmm. on the romanization so it's probably happening to Titus yeah I heard his real the way you're really pronouncing is this. <laughs> I, just, I should have just named him Robert. It would have really gotten Robert really gotten a lot better. I, I never get sick of hearing that. that I know. So it's one of the Robert. most amazing, amazing death sound clips of all video gamedom in a game I've never even played. I know, John, just you played Sub Sekiro, but I, I, that game's or that sounds amazing. So good. Uh, it was Sekiro, right? Then just die twice uh, or whatever the hell? Yeah. 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 I think so. I think that's right. I, I don't think yeah. that's the title, but yeah. <laughs> only ninjas, ninjas die, die twice. Only ninjas die <laughs> only twice. Only ninjas <laughs> die twice. My favorite jo- James Bond movie. Yeah. You know, that old favorite. <laughs> I think it's Shadows Die Twice. Oh, is that it? Die, no, Die. Shadows Never Die. No, wait. No, Shadows <laughs> Die Twice. Sekiro. It's Sekiro Shadows, Shadows Die Twice. Sh- you're right. It is That's a Die Twice. Name. I thought the Die Twice was the one. Sekiro Quantum of Shadows. <laughs> Yeah, Quantum you, of Ninjas. You, dip, you dipped in there briefly, but we never really talked about it. I don't know if that means you're just going to go back to it at some point and then talk about it or whatever. What was your... What, Sekiro? Uh, yeah, what was your takeaway there? Did we talk on the show about it? I oh, yeah, it. Bo did briefly play it. I, I, I played it a little bit, yeah. Okay. And John, I thought you did too for some reason. I loaded it up and I couldn't get the uh, HDR to not try and turn on and yeah, I hated I how to, it looked and uh, I stopped playing it. Why is PC you don't HDR, have HDR so hard? Although... Huh? Why is PC HDR so hard for these developers to get right? I don't get it. It's PC only, by the way. Console HDR, beautiful on a TV that supports it. It's beautiful. No problems. But I try to use HDR in some games on PC. Utter trash. It looks yeah. so like bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's something. It looks like somebody half turned off your monitor. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. It's like, just, it's, like, it's like a wannabe sepia filter that's not working. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like what's this junk? Like it's so terrible. Yeah, it sucks ass. But for some reason, Sekiro is like finicky about it because a lot of those games you can shut it off. It's not finicky, but Sekiro's like we want HDR. Like it just it, it gets frizzy and <laughs> yeah. And I was at a point where I was like, I'm looking up a mod like to install to just make it work properly. Kind of it gave me yeah, the, gave, you know gave enough, me a, uh, made me grumpy and I just gave up. Sure. Armored Core uh, Six also has this problem, mm. but you just turn it off and it's fine. And it's like good. you it, you load up the game and you go, hey, don't do that, and it goes, oh, sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> sorry. The Sekiro was very cool. Like the the amount I played, it was awesome. Actually, yeah, a lot of people love that game. It's got good combat system. 
Uh, all right, let's move down the line here to Bo. You tried Myth Force. I can't think of what that is. What is Myth Force? Um, so Myth Force is a four-player uh, looter shooter roguelike. Uh, the main draw of which is that it's stylized like a like a He-Man Transformers, you know, '80s cartoon. Oh, and yeah, it has the it soundtrack is. to back it up. Uh, apparently, they now just put in an update. So I haven't really played it before the combat update, but I think there was some grievances about it because it seems like they put a lot of effort into making it more snappy. So I can't compare, but I picked it up on sale, and like a lot of other games. But this was. I'm, I just like these roguelike little games. I gave it a try. Yeah. And uh, I will say it was all right. Yeah. Uh, all right, eh? <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. Uh, it didn't blow my socks off, but I didn't hate it either. I, I liked it. But um, I thought the like the graphic style was cool. It's just not a particularly fast game. You know, in a game of shooters, you like to move around quickly and stuff. It just didn't feel very fast. A little more methodic, yeah. Well, you're yeah, using like, is the bow. There's other weapons ranged, or no? Is it only bows? Or uh, yeah, there's four characters. You can play a melee uh, character, like a like a sword and board kind of person. Mm-hmm. There, there's tons of melee weapons. The combat actually felt all right. It wasn't ter- like it was pretty good. Like this, whatever the update was, like I I don't have any complaints except maybe you know it's just, it's Doom Eternal. This is not yeah. Even Borderlands, this is not. We're like Borderlands. We play multiplayer. You jump around. It's the traversal is pretty slow, and maybe that's not a bad thing. I don't know, but it's yeah. competing in a cramped marketplace, and the main draw is that it's like an 80s cartoon, which it nails. Yeah, this like, is yeah, really I love ready. the look of it. Yeah. It looks like, like, Dragon, it's, like to, it's like Dragon's Lair, the shooter, is what I'm getting out of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 and like I think if we play this multiplayer, we'd have a good time. It's great. It's just like... It makes me feel bad, but I just can't be like, I'm going to rave about this game. I, didn't, I don't feel like raving about it. Yeah. It's like, you'll get your money's worth. I think if you have friends, it felt a little lonely solo, but I did have a pug drop in at one point for some reason. And that was nice just to have two people helping. But it's just, it's missing a little, uh, like, it's missing a little something. I don't know if it's traversal or excitement because it's got all the right ingredients. It's still in early access, I think. Mm. <coughs> Makes sense. Is it? I think so. Probably. No, it's not. No, but oh, they're still out, developing though. it. Yeah, right. it's it's out. Right. Yeah, I pick it up on a sale. The graph, like I said, the graphics are stellar in this, and uh, the sound effects are pretty good too. Like it's got a lot of those like synthy weird sounds, like from Dragon's Lair and stuff. You know, like you know what I'm talking about, yeah. like in He Man and shit. Like it's a well done package. I just think the overall loop. I think it might be more fun with other players. I have a theory about this game. Yeah, because see, even some of the enemies that you're sort of showing on that trailer, yeah, I haven't gotten to yet, and they look badass, but... Um, they do, and the characters, I mean, in this video I was looking at before, it was just the first-person view, and I wasn't sure what other characters look like, but yeah, mm. like, this nails this aesthetic better than most... Like, remember when cell shading was like, oh, everything's, you know, they're going to see a lot of this coming out, and it never quite nailed it. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. This... Yeah, this is convincing. Like it feel it's it's as close to like playing an actual '80s cartoon that you you will get. Like in some ways, it's it's the best. I would actually say. Like it looks good, feels good. The sound effects are great. Music's great. The UI needs a little work. Like the, the in between games is a little confusing, yeah. but but still doable. But it was just like I felt a, a little slow and lumbering. But again, maybe you eventually power up to a point where you're super fast. Some of these roguelikes are like that, where you kind of suck at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever want to boot it up and play a recommend, uh, play multiplayer, 
I would do it, but it's just, it's missing a little, it is missing a little like salt and pepper, you know, so there's a little something about it. Seems that neat. needs to be keyed up. Yeah. Seems neat. Uh, cool. What else you get up to? Uh, what else have I gotten up to? Where's the show notes? Well, the typical <laughs> shit, like, a guys, I uh, don't want to, oh, before we get into that, let's talk about Dungeons of Eternity. Okay. Like, there's nothing new that I played on my list apart from Myth for- giving Myth Force a try. Okay. Uh, I, I apologize to the 60 games I've bought and haven't played, but <laughs> just, you're just going to have to wait until I'm ready. Yeah. Um, we played another session of Dungeons of Eternity. I think I talked about it last week, and there were some giant spiders, and I got left alone and ripped the headset off. Well, Crofton talked me into playing a second session. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I didn't stream it this time, but it actually went a lot better. We had a really good time. I still don't like the spiders, but I've got I got I got really good at the bow and arrow. Like I can Legolas now and just like whip in a quick hand motion, mm-hmm. so I can fire off like five or six arrows a second. Well, not a second, but, you know, an arrow a second or something sure. like that. Sure, But I think I injured my ribcage oh. just from the repetitive motion. Oh, yeah, you- I played for like four <laughs> hours, and I'm, I'm doing this to shoot. And then later on that night, I was like, ooh, oh, what is my chest hurt? And I'm like, oh, it's probably because I was just like doing this all night, you know, yeah. and I was fine like the next day. It wasn't anything serious. It was just like kind of like, ee. Yeah. It's I hate that. Funny. I hate that feeling because I always forget what I did that would have caused repetitive like. Motion. Yeah, your mind goes to the worst case scenario. You're like, yeah. oh shit, is this angina or something? Like, what's going on? And yeah. It's just you know, it's just like no, I was like doing repetitive motion in this weird way that I never did in a video game before. Um, but that being said, like I I got to do that when I play this game. Got to kill those spiders. But I'm getting pretty good with the with the bow. Uh, this game's really fun in multiplayer. Like it's actually a really big recommend. Um, uh, like for VR, if you have friends to play with, I don't really like this game playing alone, but it's hilarious playing with friends, working together to like overcome bad guys and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's good mechanics, like different weapon types are better against other guys. I just use the bow for everything, but you don't, you know, there's magic spells. Like we got a candy cane wand and like a temporal wand and stuff, but we went through a few different biomes this time and it's great. Like, I I don't know that I have much to say that I haven't already said about the game, except that like, it's very immersive and very fun. And, um, I like the aesthetic a lot. I think they've nailed the kind of dungeon crawly thing that I like. It's my sensibilities. It's real good. It's like one of these hybrids where it's like medieval, but then you're from the future. So that's why it, it justifies you having space guns, I guess at some point or just weird shit. They tell a whole story about why that's a thing. But right. again, it's just an excuse to do some dungeon delving, but have some very convenient tools <laughs> in the VR space, basically. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's great. I enjoy that quite a bit. I'm glad I gave it a second chance. And um, it has good torch mechanics. We found a few dungeon areas now that had complete pitch blackness, except for the torch you have to carry, which I love that stuff. It's so good in Skyrim. Um, except when spiders come crawling out of the darkness, which happened Mm. and I hated that, but it's like, it's a little better with friends around because at least then I can run away and I can rely on my friends to help me with my fear. I wouldn't be wanting to do this alone though. That would terrify me. But, um, and you found Crofton reliable in this scenario. He was helping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no like stealing mechanics or anything like that. All right. So, you know, that was okay. He definitely, yeah. I mean, he's been messing up so much in our Baldur's Gate <laughs> game, which has also been ongoing. Mm. Like, you know, I don't know, you know, the crash where the, there's that lady that you get the quest. She wants you to steal a Githyanki egg. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk to that lady. That. We do the whole crash thing. We get that. We steal the egg. 
And then um, we're going to hand the quest in, and Crofton can't help himself but pickpocket the lady while we're handing the quest in. He fails. Mm. She turns hostile, and we kill her. We can't turn the quest in. Oh, oh, well, do you got an egg? Why couldn't he pickpocket her after you got the egg money? Because, because. Uh, <laughs> Somebody described our game best. Everyone comes up with their own plan and executes their own plan immediately. <laughs> and they talk about it as if everyone else is going to do it. And I'm just like sitting here saying like, can we please coordinate? But That's so whatever. funny to me. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. that you're, I, I love that you put yourself through this willingly. I think it's great. We've, we've made it to act two. We've just started act two and we just got to the last light in. Mm. Um, so we're, we're just now figuring out what we're going to do with all this. It's been a long, long road in act one. I think it's been three months or four months. I was going to say, honestly, I'm surprised you all made it this far. So kudos to you. Yeah. Well, we've had a few deaths, but it's a reload. It's not a honor mode. You're not doing honor mode. Honor mode works in that environment. (laughs) Honor mode with that group, I think, uh, would be an exercise in futility. Yeah. Probably wouldn't last long. It'd be kind of fun maybe to see how long we could last. Yeah. So wait, let me ask you this about honor mode and multiplayer. If one player dies, whole game's over or the other two continue on and then the other guy's screwed. I I don't know. It usually has to be a party wipe because in single player, you could, in single player, I had three of my party members die and you can bring and, them back, right? With, well, there's limited ways to bring them back. So Withers will not res them. Oh. What's he so good I for to, then? Jeez. I, Lame. Well, he can still help you change your class. That's true. But <laughs> and, and he can help you with hirelings. Hmm. And Scrolls of stuff. Revivify do still work, though. Yeah. But I so Resurrection Spells and Revivify quantity. Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I had to go hunt a bunch. And I was like, I burnt three of these scrolls. They're probably limited supply. Or, you know, so... Uh, Got to be more careful, <laughs> you know. Yep. But yes, if all four of you die, like Vlacketh can certainly pwn you in one shot with a wrong dialogue option. So there's some there's some major pitfalls, but you get golden dice as a reward, so it's worth worth the effort, I guess. Sure. I don't know. I have to get back to my game. I'm still not dead. I'm still alive. Oh, good. Still living. But uh, but I'm still in Act One on my solo game. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. The rest is just uh, world. World of Warcraft. I'm playing lots of Season of Discovery. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm on my third character now. I'm oh my gosh, a third? Really? Wow. Jeez. Yeah. You're all well, now. You're an altaholic. You're an old school altaholic now. It's That's not. Yeah. A, it's not that I want to play alts. It's just um, we have the community day and we raid, and now we're getting so efficient at it. It's we're done in under an hour, and I'm like, well, I want to go again, but I need to have another character because for fresh lockout. Locked out. Yeah. So. So now, and we're running guilt. Like there's a lot of interest in the core community. So whoever doesn't run in the first one, we run a second team of people to get them their stuff. And I'm of course in all of them. Um, and that's so why I'm running on the hunter. And then I'm like, I want to go again. Let's run a third pile of people if there's enough for it. And I'm like, well, now I'm going to do a priest and do the healing thing, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really that I want to play the alts. It's just I want to run the raid three times. Mm. You know, yeah. Mm. I think that's just great. For, just can... to bring bring the community, like to help with the community and stuff. You know, people want to. We like to do that. Play games with the the community, like heroes and stuff like that. So, the raid is a fun way to participate, and people have liked that. So, yeah, is there that's still... the main reason. But like, also, I'm enjoying it. It's not like a chore. We still have room for people if they want in on that, right? If they want to, yeah, join. we're three hundred and some members strong now. I mean, some of those are people's alts in there and all that, but you know, we're we're testing the boundaries of how big the guild can get. 
Yeah. So we'll just yeah, hop, come on in. Yeah, hop into the Discord and you'll find you'll whittle down in the in the core group. You'll find it. And uh, yeah, just that log in and do a who core slash who core and just add every, I give everyone invite powers. So nice. I, we're not being precious about managing the guild. I'm the boss, yeah. and John is uh, also a boss. Yeah, and we've promoted one of our community centrifuges as a boss because he brings all the explanations. You know, there's always that guy who likes willing to like talk for 20 minutes and explain in great detail. Yeah, we have one of those. We know, we know. He's them. great. So, uh, I'm like, yeah, you've earned your spot. Those like, are those perfect. are really important to a proper raid. Yeah, I could yeah. never be no, that guy, but I love it. I love yeah. when people are no, that guy. We have one of those, so that's great. And uh, yeah, so th- that's it. Those are your bosses. And if I, I figure, I assume you wouldn't want to be boss. Everyone's like, man, if Scott gets in here, he can be a boss in the raid. You know, like he can be. I'm like, Scott doesn't want responsibility. No, no. <laughs> I got enough going on right now. I tried this. I in guarantee the old days. you, he doesn't want to be a core corpo. He just yeah. want to be a core hound like everyone else. I tried doing that way back in the Binson's days, and it it was hard. So I'm not doing that again. Also, I'd have to have a character for you to promote anyway, and I yeah. don't. And season of but listen i like i said like i said i'd volunteer now that i got so many characters i volunteer just to speed level you guys if you just want to do the raid we can we can figure that out but sure oh that's awesome yeah, I, i'm doing like baller dps on my warrior like up to 200 <laughs> which is pretty high because the average is around 50 to 100 but i'm i've min maxed the warrior into into the stratosphere is that mostly due to the rune thing rune stuff that makes you have yeah these, i go you know? oh, I, it's funny like it's funny what an optimal rotation will give you. Like I basically over two X my damage by pressing the correct buttons. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> okay. like I was like, Oh shit. It, it's, <laughs> it's anyone playing SOD. It's worth uh, taking a look. I know people don't like parses and Warcraft logs, but it's worth taking a gander to see what the top players are doing. Just so you can answer the question, which buttons are the best buttons to push? Like just forget all the other stuff, but just like, you know, sometimes you push a button that doesn't do anything because it's a fun-looking button. You yeah. know, it's just it's just a bit of advice, right? On how to, you know, it, it was eye-opening how much more damage I did pressing the correct. Buttons. Oh, I, I remember those days of WoW because, like, in the early days, there weren't a ton of resources for that, but Rogues had one. It was called Shadow Panther. Mm. If you went there, it would give you all the best gear, the best rotation, the best uh, anything. Like, it would just give you this is the optimal. And I was in a very casual guild and I was the first person to go like, oh, well, what if I went to a website on the Internet and did what it told me to do? And I did that. And all of a sudden, everybody in the guild was freaking out. How are your numbers that high? How is it possible? And I was like, because I did research. I did some research. I spent some of my free time on this video game, and it's amazing what it did. Yeah, it's like it's like shapes, but for your Warcraft abilities. Yeah, exactly. Do a little research. <laughs> it's like, what order do I do these things in? Oh wow, this is way better. Yeah. No, yeah, there's so. there's something to that actually. But the thing is, like, if if something like uh, icy veins existed, then can you imagine? Oh my gosh, dude, would have been a whole different I'm, vanilla back then. I mean, people are getting a little obnoxious with it. Like, I don't know what happened with my last YouTube stream. I think YouTube tried to offer it to some new people because mm. it had more views. I don't know why, but it was actually it's an annoying thing about YouTube is the lack of resume. I had a like a mild blip disconnect. Uh, oh, during the day i thought so it was easier cut, there than twitch with the results. so so like twitch like if you're disconnected for a few seconds it, it won't necessarily cut it into two vods right mm. if you're quick enough to reconnect yeah but youtube's like oh stream over 
new stream, new video thing. You're done. So like my, my stream is like midway through our second raid, which is not as strong as our first raid. And we have new team members in there and there's a bunch of tryhards commenting, uh, just like, Oh, this is the optimal way to do things. Press this button and press this button. Some guys like this was agonizing to watch. And it's like, piss off like yeah just, just click <laughs> off like why did you have to comment uh, these are all you know i was in agony watching this video i opted to watch well, yeah. most people who are aware of what's going on know it's the core community guild and we're not trying yeah like, it's, it's friends playing and having a good time like who gives a shit about any of that but like people come in are like is this the best raid no, then you suck yeah f that like, guy you, you, why did you even post this f you know, those was, guys like there's still, yeah. that attitude on I Twitch hate is those still people a thing. so much. Like, just yeah. like, just go away. Go. It's like, oh no, we might not clear it the three times we're going to clear it today. Like, yeah. what? What do you want? Yeah. Oh man, I don't like Anyways, that. Anyways, that that's the part, the ugly side of. I was like, oh yeah, these guys exist, but they are not in our guild. Yeah, they, they are on YouTube though. I and the chat chat way. saying, well, can you turn off comments on YouTube? Yeah, but yeah, but you, you want to interact. Do. Yeah, you, know. you want to interact. We just delete the ones we don't like. How about that? That's what I do. I mean, yeah, sometimes if someone's pretty nasty, I just delete it and don't feel bad about it. I'm like, yeah. whatever, I'm, I'm the ultimate autocrat of my channel, so piss off. Yeah, piss off at your channel. Um, yeah, I can take a ribbing. It's not like, it's more, <laughs> it's not that they're there that I had to read them. It's just that it's a reminder that those people exist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you guys. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And it's good to get that reminder because I don't, well, I won't tolerate it in the core community. You know, it, we've all got to be nice to each other. Mm-hmm. We're all just here to play games, have a good time. That's right. That's it. Never forget, never surrender. Uh, well, those are your games, everyone. We're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we have Dear Martha. We have uh, a bunch of news we're going to cover, a little quick bits. We have some texts and some calls from you. We'll be right back. Well, I can tell you right now I'm kind of hungry. And when I'm kind of hungry, even when I'm a lot hungry, I often go to Factor. Look, it's a new year, all right? You got to get started on your resolutions if you haven't already. And you can include Factor as part of that. Are you ready for this new year? You're totally ready, right? Well, Factor's ready to eat meal uh, delivery kits. They take the stress out of meal planning and set you up for success in this new year, in this year of 2024. Skip the grocery stores, skip the cooking fatigue. You know what? Skip the prep work. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered straight to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week. And that includes stuff you want like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus veggie, and more. Plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your New Year's resolutions this year. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. Forget frantic lunch preps, you know. Let's say you're going to the, the, the office. You don't have time to go get something gross. Eat something good and fire it up for two minutes in the microwave there in the office. Fill up fast with restaurant-quality meals all delivered straight to your door. And they now offer loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on your schedule. And you can just skip that overpriced takeout trap that we all get wrapped up in. You know, that can be detrimental on you and your wallet. If you need a special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. It's real easy. 
Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. I love them. And I can't wait for my next. Again, that's factormeals.com slash core50 and the code core50 to get 50% off. Go today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we've taken our break, and it's now time for us to do a Dear Martha. Now, uh, this is a Dear Martha from John, who uh, wasn't sure what it was going to be. Where is it now? Oh, this is a oh, the weekend gaming, January 11th. This is new. Sounds new. Yeah. We're going to talk about this day in gaming. This day in gaming, like history. This is great. I didn't know what this was Mm going to be, so I'm super stoked. All right. uh, Nothing special, just the uh, the regular old dealio? Yep, just regular old Martha. Here we go. My dearest Martha, I thought I'd take a short break from the usual letters and try something a little different. Today, I present to you my very first This Day in Gaming letter where I will talk about a significant game or moment that happened on this day years ago. 19 years ago, to be precise, with today's topic. Because that is how many years ago it was that Pandemic Studios and LucasArts brought us the PlayStation 2 classic, Mercenaries Playground of Destruction. Now, this is far from the most well-known video game of all time, but it is, in my opinion, criminally underrated. It was an open-world game where you played one of three mercenaries with the goal of removing key enemies in a war zone, all of whom were identified by playing cards. As I write this, it doesn't sound as cool as it was, but look, if I know one thing about me in my 20s, it was that I knew what was and wasn't cool, and Mercenaries Playground of Destruction was cool. <laughs> but I already know you aren't going to just take my word for it. So what if I told you the three main characters were voiced by Jennifer Hale, Commander Shepard herself, Phil Lamar of, like, everything fame, <laughs> and Peter Stormare of Unpimp Your Auto Volkswagen commercials fame. Oh, Fargo. Honestly. Sorry. <laughs> honestly, that alone should sell you. Beyond the cast, though, Mercenaries seem to be a game worried about only one thing. Are you, the player, having fun? 
It's such a simple concept, but yeah, this game literally lived up to its playground title by making the game more about playing it how you wanted than how it wanted you to. Do you think you should have a tank for this mission? Okay, call one in, they'll give you one. Want to stealth it? Sure, you can do that too. Do you need an arsenal that would make Arnold in the movie Commando blush? Yeah, we will literally give you all of that. It was the thing I always caught myself thinking as I played through missions. What's the penalty for playing like this? And the answer was typically nothing. Feels like these days, games only let you really goof around once you either beat the game, if you're cheating, or if you exploit, or if you throw enough money at it. Mercenaries Playground of Destruction was broken in your favor from the jump. And while, yes, that doesn't make it the most challenging game I've ever played, it still remains one that I think of quite fondly 19 years later. Oh, also, how's this? The unlockable skins you can get in this game are Han Solo and Indiana Jones. This game is so good it contains two bonus Harrison Fords. Yours in this life and the next, <laughs> Peter Stormerk. <laughs> oh, shut up. That's perfect. Also, I love Peter Stormare, and I had to yell Fargo like I have Tourette's. Because <laughs> I love him in that. Uh, very well done. Also, the best Satan in any movie ever from, uh, what was the, what was the, um, Constantine. Constantine. Or as my friend Steven says, Constantine. He refuses to say teen. I say time. Or no, I say what you did. Constantine. Wait. I say, what do I say? Constantine. What do I always say? Constantine? <laughs> anyway, uh, he's an amazing Satan. Best Satan hey, ever Scott, on no, we'll find out. Here we go. Scott, yeah. uh, who is the superhero that defends Gotham? Uh, that would be Batman. Who's the superhero that defends Metropolis? That would be Superman. What is the name of Superman's dog? Uh, Crypto. What is the uh, Lantern Corps that defends space? Oh, uh, the Green Lantern Corps. No. Who is the British guy with blonde hair and a trench coat that solves supernatural problems in the DC universe? Constantine. Oh, there you go. You oh, I see. You say, just say it. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. That worked. <laughs> we got it. That, that worked. Okay. Well, we did it. And if you've never seen that movie, it's not even that great of a movie, but Peter Stormare's Devil, His Satan, unbelievably good. Never will there be a better Satan in a film. Uh, and that includes Tim Curry with his big giant horns in uh, that legend movie. Anyway, moving on. Uh, where are we now? Oh, let's get to some news. We got a couple of news items. Nothing too huge. I uh, can't find the clip. There it is. Brian Cox taught us all about the story of Tekken this week, and it was glorious. We should play a little of that, you know? Yeah. See if I can get a little audio out of this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Which is passed down through generations to the bearer's children. It allows the host to transform. What is this? It's amazing. So you have a link there. It is Brian Cox doing a story so far in the Tekken universe before Tekken 8, is it, comes out? Yeah, 8. Yeah. yeah. And Brian Cox, of course, most famously recently from, uh, what's the show called? Succession. Succession. Uh, also, Stryker from the second X-Men movie. Uh, I was thinking of that, too. I, did, I don't know do why. You, do you think he memorized this? Deadwood? He, Deadwood. Is he reading off a teleprompter expertly? Oh, I'm sure he's reading off a thing. He has. They just hired him. Because he's like fully green screened. He's got his hands in his pockets. It is so good. I watched this live on stream. I posted my reaction to it because I just had so much fun with it. Like, the little touches, like, 
it's a thing that is taking itself seriously, but it knows that it's not actually taking itself seriously yep. and is ridiculous. My favorite is when he's talking about them throwing each other off cliffs and they they like green screen him mm-hmm. to standing in the video game world. And he goes threw him off of this cliff right here. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It's really good. He's great. He's great in everything you've ever seen. Adaptation, Troy, freaking Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Why would he even bother? But he's in that. This year, this new isn't season. He, isn't he in X-Men 2? X-Men 2. X-Men 2. He played Stryker. He was in The Simpsons. He was in Lawrence After Arabia, which I kind of liked. He did uh, uh, that Oliver Twist thing that came out recently. Succession, of course, we mentioned. Everything you can think of. Much of the Bourne movies, or a couple of them anyway. He's awesome. Yeah. And he's the really fact that good. he even he's agreed to this. He's too good to be talking about Tekken story, but I love that he is. Yeah. Oh amazing. my gosh, it's so ridiculous. Also, the so original Dr. Lecter in the Manhunter movie that was the first. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. People always forget about that, the Michael Mann movie. Anyway, uh, so there's that. That's cool. Go seek it out, you guys. We'll put it. Uh, I don't know if it'll be in the show notes as a link. You think but this will make any, any of us buy Tekken 8? No. I admit, it made me I, more interested for sure. I kind of been hovering over it. I'm like, I haven't played since three. Maybe, maybe I do Tekken like Tekken. Here. I used to love Tekken. I loved three. Yeah. Three was amazing, dude. Eddie Gordo down there with his freaking dance kicks and <laughs> some of those stupid characters. The, what's the bear called? I don't even know. It's so dumb. It's just like a panda. King. There's a bear. There's uh, there's King. There's like King Junior. Yeah, I don't, rem- I don't remember all of them. They're they're great. Yeah, it is pretty. Great. It's been a long time, and the roster. Like I haven't played Tekken in so long, but the roster was already like insane. Even you know like four or five games ago when mm-hmm. I played the last time, like yeah. it was already nuts. Yeah, we're we're. Maybe it's time. I have seven. I haven't played it. I, someone gave me a code. Never played it. Like but a weird maybe robot called Gunjack or remember something Gunjack? Like yeah. yeah, with a stupid head. Where was Yoshim? No, Yoshimitsu was a crossover. He's in all of them, though, isn't he? Well, yeah, but he's well. in it. Yeah, Yoshimitsu's in. Yeah, he's yeah. a second guy. He was well. He was originally a Soul Caliber <laughs> guy, and then he crossed over. I think. Sector 7's correcting us on all the names. So he wrote Kuma, Panda, King, and Armored King. You mean it wasn't uh it wasn't Bear, Panda, King, and King Jr.? Weird. Yeah. Weird that we got that wrong. Sector seven and 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 uh Brian oh, Cox. And they've got the the budget Ryu and uh Ken, right? Oh yeah. Like Paul Paul and- Paul with his tall hair went up to here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he does that now. I think it's short hair now, but or it's, it's not as stupid, but it's it was Paul's going to be in this one. I bet I saw Law in one of the trailers. I was like, oh yeah, they have they have like a Bruce Lee like look alike in yeah. this game. Tekken's they had insane. a Jackie Chan character too at one point. The te- the original Tekken character renders are such shit. Let me share this with you guys. These are so bad, they're great. Here you go, Tekken one. This is what you chose on screen as one yeah, of these people. Look at them. Look at that bullshit. Look at him. It's so oh bad. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that stupid <laughs> thing. Like that there's Jack and P Jack. They already knew. They already knew the direction. Oh yeah, Jack going. was Jack was already getting multiples in that first game. But look at Paul. That had to cut his hair off. It goes up another five inches or something. <laughs> his head is really going for the gold too. Yeah. It's it's. It I feel like they made a character and they went. It's too much like Ken, and somebody just did the like 
elongate like the little Mario what tool that you play with, with at the start. Just went, right? Yeah. Is that Paul's neck or a mullet? What is going on with his neck? Oh, in the back there? Yeah, yeah. that's something Something with his head. It's not his the hair. muscle that only Paul has. There's another one where if you get a good look at these guys here, this is like... Uh, Jeez. I know. Look so at the robot. It's so bad, dude. They're so bad. Look at the sumo wrestler, whatever his name is. E Honda, not. Not yeah. E Honda. Not, not Honda. E Honda. Not, not Honda. Honda. Yeah. The, uh, freaking, I don't know. Strength of the Ford Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of another car company and I couldn't do it. Uh, John saved us from the abyss. All right. There's uh, that. Uh, go go seek it out. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 revealed Dawn Trail expansion's new job, race, cinematic. They did the full thing and more at the Tokyo Fan Fest. John, didn't you stay up and watch this and like stream it and stuff? Or didn't stay well, up? I didn't have to stay up that late because Tokyo time, as it turns out, is just kind of prime time watching for us. But sure. Um, yeah, they uh, they showed the full trailer now. We've seen it. We've seen they, they're adding uh, female Hrothgar to the game. Um, the big, big announcement is we now finally understand Yoshi P's Ninja Turtles shirt. Do you remember that way back when, when we did the U.S. one, mm-hmm, Yoshi no. P came out and said, we're <laughs> no. not talking about what job's coming in, but he was wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt. He was like, get it. This is what we're doing. Uh, Pictomancer is going to be the uh, second of the two new jobs coming. The first one was revealed recently in uh, Europe. It was Viper. Mm-hmm. Um and the second one is Pictomancer. I think Pictomancer looks great. So everybody thought it was going to be a green mage or something like that. I wasn't excited. I'm not really a magic DPS guy. Um, it's not my thing. And then if you want to click the uh, second video that's on there, mm. then they revealed the Pictomancer, which is a callback to Realm from uh, Final Fantasy VI. Um, she was the first and only appearance of a Pictomancer in Final Fantasy. Uh, I think this job actually looks really cool. So what's the, the, the gist of the Pictomancer is what? Like, they're a caster, but what's their thing? Like, what's their jam? Oh, it's throwing paint around. Yeah, so the idea is that they... So in Final Fantasy VI, they would paint enemies, yeah. which would then allow them to use enemies' abilities and attacks. Mm. In this, it's more that they paint... Uh, you know, like if they paint a block of ice, then a block of ice falls on the enemy. If they paint, you know, they can paint a creature and the creature might come out and summon them and, um, you know, stuff like that. So it's all paint based attacks. I really like how the particle effects for this class look. It yeah. looks extremely colorful and painterly. And even when it does actually draw something like an ice effect instead of the default ice effect, it's a very painted uh, version of it. I think it looks really, really cool. So uh, I ended up thinking, well, I'm going to play the Viper, the two swords class. And now there's this weird second option that I might be all in on now, uh, which is this, this painting class. So, so when did they announce they were coming to series X and S? Cause I, that's on this title card here. Is that, is that uh, news? Yeah, that was at the, uh, the Europe fan fest. I did was, not know uh, that. They had Phil Spencer come out and say that it's coming out um, on Xbox. The I think it's late next month is when the beta for Xbox starts. I missed to, this to news completely. I had no idea they were doing that. 
I thought that was a yeah. Sony. Sony would forever keep that over there with some. No, deal they or... had Phil Spencer come out on stage and everything. And, I forgot uh, that whole thing. Do they, we have a release date for this? Uh, uh, new expansion is going to come out summer. They're assuring summer. They're not ready summer. to lock it in because they don't want to have to push it back like they did with Endwalker. But they've said summer so, of this year. Am I playing Final Fantasy fourteen? You might be. <laughs> uh, well, that's the other thing. That's the other question. Is uh, was sent by a listener that Final Fantasy fourteen. They now have a VR mod for it. Yeah, that might but bring you in. The, the only thing I hate about the the VR the the mods scene for Final Fantasy fourteen is like you're not supposed to. The, I keep seeing the same comments crop up everywhere. Yeah, mods are allowed, but don't talk about it and don't stream it because you're not allowed to have oh, it. Oh, VR, mo- it's a mod, right? Duh. Right, it's not official yeah, support. Yeah, I, so. Here's the thing. You can choose if you want to do it. Like, like, look, the free trial's real good. <laughs> you, could, you wouldn't be yeah. out a lot of money if you did just a free trial. Um, I think you would be fine. In general, they crack down heavily on mods that are performance things. I have streamed Final Fantasy XIV clearly running a graphics thing on it, um, and nobody has ever done anything. They just don't want you, like, flaunting it like crazy. Mm. Um, But even then, I don't think doing the VR mod would get you in too much trouble. I don't want to guarantee it. But I don't. I don't. I think you would be fine. Well, it's usually viewership. It's very specific viewership anyway. So I imagine if there's like a hundred people that wanted to watch Final Fantasy fourteen, only ten are supposed to sit around for the VR <laughs> version. You know what I mean? Right. It's not the same when it's flat screen unless there's something exciting about what you're playing in VR. Which to play, it's probably exciting, but to watch it might not be. Although Final Fantasy fourteen fans, they're like something else, right? They really like the game and other people playing it. So yeah. Who knows? It is fun to watch. It is fun to watch other people experience. I think a big part of it um, is that I I love the story to 14, but I think it's hard to take in exactly the full context of the story the first time through it. And I think Mm. once all the pieces fall into place, you're like, oh my gosh, these moments were so meaningful. And I only 50% appreciated them in the moment. So you go watch someone else do it now with full context and everything. It's really one of those, you know, it's like the sixth sense. Like you got your big, and not that it's all like shock value. Like the Final Fantasy 14 story is not rely on like shocks and like, oh, he's dead all along or stuff like that. But what I mean is like, you get added context the further in you go that kind of shifts what your perception would have been of the early stuff. And as a result, I think you go back and you watch people do those early things with the added context and you're like, oh my gosh, this hits even harder the second time. But I don't want to play 300 hours of an RPG to do it again, so I'll just watch somebody else do it instead. Bo, did you ever play the WoW VR mod that exists? I don't know how it's being supported now, but for a while there was something like that. I did like yeah, I, I, a long time ago when I had my Rift 2, I did Vorpex into WoW. So I've, I've had a feel for it in VR. But did not, you like that? Like, recently. does an MMO game feel good in that? that? Well, the headset wasn't as good and, the you know, everything wasn't as good. So if there's something more current, I'd give it a try probably. Right. It's, it, can, it can be fun to, like, just sit in the VR and experience it that way, but... I don't know if it adds that much, but Final Fantasy is a little bit different of a beast, I mean, at least visually. So, yeah. Do you guys remember back 
well, this is a long time ago, 2009 or so, um, NVIDIA sent me their 3D glasses. So you still, I don't know if you noticed this, but when you do your driver updates, you're still updating 3D vision drivers. I oh, had those for a very short period. Yeah, I had a pair as well. They sent me a pair and it was, wow, was one game you could do it in. And I remember at first going, ooh, <laughs> it's like I can reach out and touch it all. But then I used it for maybe five freaking minutes and never touched it again. Just didn't care after yeah. that. That got sent back. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't keep that. But yeah, it was a thing I tried for a little bit. Yeah, that was back whenever it's like the year uh, Avatar came out. Everybody was pushing 3D. TVs were coming out with 3D capability. Movies were pushing it again. There was a real effort to make 3D a thing again. And I'm kind of glad it didn't happen because that was shit. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like most of 3D. most of those experiences weren't very good. I I still stand behind like people. You know, they shit on the movie all the time now. I thought it was a decent experience at the time. I actually enjoyed seeing Avatar in 3D the first time. I still think the best 3D movie I ever saw was the movie Coraline. Mm, same. Um, yep. I've never experienced a better 3D movie than that, and uh, that's a about the extent of me enjoying the 3D experience. To- when all that totally agree. That was my favorite use case for it. Um, that and I like some 3DS things. Some. A couple yeah. of games. That Zelda game, what was that called? Link Between Worlds? Oh, Link- yeah. And I would turn it on every now and then. Uh, it looked cool when you did. If like, you get the right angle, they did the like drop down to different platforms yeah. thing. Like that was really effective. I'd throw 3D on for that, but for the most part, I even did that one 2D. Yeah, that one I would turn on and off just to show people, but then I'd still play the game mostly in 2D. Damn, that game was good. Freaking bring that to something, Nintendo. Slow Tendo. All right, I complain, but they're doing this a lot, so maybe they will. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, what else we got here? New version of the PS PlayStation five controller has been seen in the wild. That is to say the internet. Um, it's, it looks pretty much the same. Uh, the battery life is drastically better than previously. 12 hours off of a full chart. Yeah. It's a lot better than previous model. Um, let's see. What was the other one? A lot of this stuff are the same specs. Like, DualSense charging station included. Oh, that's... uh, Well, included is different. That is different. You're right. But like built-in microphone lets you engage with fellow gamers in online play. This is all there already. Yeah, dimension and specs and all of that are exactly the same, so I wouldn't anticipate um, it to feel any different. No. Uh, It's an iteration. It's mostly the battery life and the charger being included is the big changes here. I mean, two generations in a row, Sony has had the worst battery life on their controllers. Um, Microsoft gets away with it a little bit because they're ones with batteries built in. They do last longer, but then also the ones that don't, the less expensive ones, you're putting double A's in anyway. So they kind of get a little bit of a cheat around that. But my PlayStation 5 controllers die so fast. I hate it. So mine is mostly plugged in now because I'm, I use this one to stream in here. So that'll be how that goes. Um, let's see. Season two of the last of us had, uh, has casted its Abby. This is an actress. I absolutely love seeing in things. Her name is Caitlin Denver. A, uh, oh, sorry. Go I was ahead. just going to say her name. Caitlin Deaver's her name. And you probably remember her from things like justified. She played Raylan's not daughter, but someone who was trying to help uh, a couple seasons. Uh, she was amazing in that. Oh, I can't remember that one show with, uh, with the people in it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. People in it. Yeah. 
I like her a lot, though. Now, John, you played that game to fruition. You know all about the Abbey stuff, including the controversy around it. Do you think this is a good call? I think it's great. Like, I trust them. Like, the, the, I I think we're at a point now with uh, Last of Us. I watched that first season, thought they did a phenomenal job. Um, I think an interesting thing is so this actress was actually a popular fan cast for Ellie mm. for season one. When people back before we knew who it was going to be, a lot of people were like, oh, this is who they should get for Ellie, which makes sense. She looks a lot like Ellie from the game. Yeah. Um, so there there is a bit of logic there and she would have done a good job. I think casting somebody that actually looks and, and makes you think of Ellie is a really smart cast for the role of Abby yeah. based on the direction the story goes and, and all of that. Um, you know, we'll see. I, obviously one of the biggest characteristics of Abby from the video game is she was jacked. Hmm. Um, and I honestly, besides a couple of like little things here and there, that was not that relevant to the overall story and narrative. So I think there will probably be some people that just say like, well, it's weird, you know, is she going to be able to be, you know, like, is she going to bulk up crazy or anything like that? I don't think it's actually that important to the role. I think there's a couple points where it's relevant to Abby's character, but it's all stuff that could easily be, you know, shifted or changed. And again, it's just at a point where like, I just trust them to do right with it. Like that first season was really good. Obviously last of us part two, comes with a lot of people that didn't like it. <laughs> I did. I enjoyed it. Uh, but, you know, who knows what they're going to do with the TV show. Rumor is they're going to turn the second game into two seasons of TV, which probably makes sense. That second game is a lot longer. Yeah, that does um, make sense. And it makes sense for them to aim for a three-season arc and maybe end it unless they have other plans past that. But yeah. uh thing is, I just remember the other show I saw her in that I thought was an amazing performance. She was so good in Dope Sick. If you haven't seen Dope Sick, you should see Dope Sick for two reasons. Her and her role, amazing. And Michael Keaton, one of his best performances ever. Unbelievably cool show. If you missed Dope Sick, you should see. It's also very enlightening about how the opioid epidemic even happened in the first place. But it's also just an incredibly well-acted TV show. It's so good. It's short. It's like eight episodes and you're out. It's a one-off limited series. And it's on Hulu and you should watch it. It's really good. Uh... All right, moving on. Oh, speaking of actors, new voice actor deal got yes. struck, and most voice actors do not like it. Um, they mostly because they didn't even know about it. Well, and that's most of the anger. They didn't have much say. Now, I have a certain occasionally mentioned friend here on the show that I meant to talk to before the show to see what his take was. I didn't have time. Um, I, I probably still will. But most people are pissed, or it seems most people are pissed, some pretty prominent voice actor names, especially in video games, do not we have like. one in the chat. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's still in there. Oh, but, who was uh, in? Who was in here earlier? Who was it? Um, we have Dave Jones in here. Oh, I didn't know Dave was in here. Dave, are you in here now? Or did you have to turn into a bear and save the world? Don't. <laughs> he just is off. Sorry, I'm needed. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. And then off he goes. Off he goes. <laughs> yeah. Somebody right clicked somewhere. He had to go. Um, well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Buzz, my point was uh, that they're not happy mostly because there was no real say or they just didn't they weren't involved in the decision making. So the story's changed a little bit since it was first announced. The uh, the SAG people. Is it SAG or is it after? Is it SAG, both? 
It's both, it's both. I think. Like the whole the whole acronym. It's the whole thing. They're gonna <laughs> the full acronym sag after. Yeah. They're going to put out uh, all the details and have like all of the decision making and be a little more transparent about it. I think this is just simply there's some decent good faith stuff in here from how I read it, and I'm not a voice actor, so I you know I I'm, I'm not trying to speak for ever anyone, but uh, I think the real problem here, and I said this on the Daily Tech News show, is they just didn't involve the people who it matters to the most or the ones that affects the most. Yeah, but you know why they didn't involve them? Because I don't think any voice actor – there's a voice actor has zero use for this at all. Mm. Mm. Like I don't know what neg- – like negotiate like i don't i don't i, I don't know what you negotiate for it's like to how what percentage of less work can we agree to you know and it's like it feels like the answer is should just be a hard line i think if you were to ask any voice actor maybe yeah maybe dave will say something in the chat or maybe we'll find out something for next week yeah it's just like none <laughs> like that's why we're actors we do the acting <laughs> like it's we don't you know like i think about you're going to broadway right do you want like machines doing the acting or do you want humans doing the acting? And it's like, why is it different when suddenly you don't see the physical actor? Hmm. I think is the logical thread. Like it's acting. It's what we do. Yep. It costs us money. Yeah. And, and I, I think, I don't, I don't know if it's coincidental. This might be tinfoil hat, but um, we don't have it in our news, but steam has updated its AI policy. Basically like the same day that this came out. Yeah. Um, it was like a day apart to allow for maybe like a day apart, but to allow for to let more, you know, uh, AI games through. Like you got to disclose whether it's first party or second party, but the goal of it is to indemnify Steam for AI bullshit and then let the AI stuff through. So you're going to be seeing a lot yeah. more AI generated shit on Steam. Yeah, their thing is you have to disclose it, and if you don't, you're getting kicked. If you do disclose it, then the player, then they're just leaving it to the player. That's a very Steam thing to do, though. They do it with the porn games. They do it with all of it. Yeah, like, yeah which, they like to is, be extraordinarily hands-off and just yeah. put in legal language to CYA. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I, I guess, I guess we're all curious about the deep, like, what did, what did they, so we don't know the terms, because I'm, like, reading this article, and it, like, doesn't say what was actually agreed to, if it's only for, like, not primary production, but, you know, if there's any post-production work. Do actors have to give up the rights to their likeness to be used in an AI as part of getting any job? Like, you can't just be a voice actor and be like, sorry, I don't let my voice do AI. Is it basically going to be frozen out of the industry entirely unless you agree that companies can make imprints of your voice and use it? I mean, basically, you however they want. Yeah, like you, you're the, the language of it is, for the most part, makes it sound like the way the actors. <laughs> get get their deal is that they get to, they nobody can do this without their permission is the idea the problem is that doesn't account for kind of what you were alluding to which is if somebody never gives approval to use their voice then other weird shit starts to happen like they don't get hired as much for some reason or they you know like i don't mean blacklisting but it's maybe a piece of that uh, for not playing ball. So I have, I have I have all kinds of concerns about it just from my point of view and I would love to hear from Dave or Liam or anyone who's listening who 
is, you know, okay letting us share their thoughts on the show because I'm very curious about how you feel about it. Steve Blum, who voices characters in Mortal Kombat, God of War, World of Warcraft, and everything. A million he's things. another one of the uh, well known for everything. He's known for tons of stuff. He's a big name, and he says, Nobody in our community approved this that I know of. Games are the bulk of my livelihood and have been for years. Who are you referring to? Uh, so, yeah, they, he's not happy. A lot of people aren't happy. They just weren't well, involved. It, it makes so. sense because, like, you know, we talked a lot about AI um, the other week, and we we talked about, you know, I brought up it's like a tool, you know, who you some you give someone a hammer and you have to judge the person on what they're going to do with it. This is one of those cases, like, you can make a argument, um, and I think we we talked about this where it's like, hey, I became an artist not to design three different looking trash cans or graffiti art or, you know, what different stone textures are. That's not my interest. I'd rather put my, uh, I'd rather put my effort somewhere else in this particular case, when it comes to performance, um, there is no benefit to going, Hey, we could have a computer do that for you. It just means less money for you. Well, it means less money and less and less jobs overall. Now, that doesn't mean, in my opinion, that all AI doing voice work in video games is bad. We played the finals, which the finals was scrutinized for. I think in a world where you are using AI voice in a situation where you wouldn't hire somebody at all because it wouldn't be feasible or cost effective or whatever, I think that's fine. But again, you're going to have a lot of people that go, oh, well, that's the way it was going to be. Like, but for the actors involved in this, like, it's, I think there's really only a bad outcome. I, if there is a positive to this as an actor, I wouldn't know what it is. Right. Yeah. Right. They work in they work in gig. Like artists are usually in house with an annual salary, benefits, etc. And actors work on gigs. Yeah, the contracts. Like they're like, come on in and act for us year round. Here's some benefits. It's like, uh, here's 13 days of work, and here's the union rate. Yeah, and there's now only we don't have to call you in for day 14 to 17 because we'll get an AI to do the rest. Right. And there's only one. You know, there's only one Matt Mercer. There's only one. Um, it's like Hollywood this way. There's only you know, there's Tom Cruise, and then there's a hundred thousand actors just barely making it on contract work. Like it, there's yeah. a sense out there that people are like, well, they're in games. They must all be doing great and living in high rise penthouses downtown in LA. It doesn't work that way. Like they, they got to scrape and like any wonder, other business, you know, I wonder too, if this is, they're not collateral damage to like, cause this is SAG after it's not just video game actors. Mm-hmm. So Disney's thinking about it's doing Luke Skywalker and trying to make a deal. And then the whole voice actor industry gets, yeah you know, uh, shit on because of, because of some other sector, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious I'm, to see I'm, what it is. But I'm also it, torn. Just, I'm torn between, like you mentioned the finals, John, I'm torn a little bit on what we, what anyone even thinks is of AI and, and that's going too far in one direction or the other. Again, not speaking as a voice actor, but you know, when I walked by an arcade at age 14 and I heard Sinistar go, Sinistar, Run, you know, whatever. When I hear those voices, yeah. or I hear, you know, one of these things, they're gonna play one from. Uh, uh, let's see, this one like this. Uh, come on, you have found my treasure. All right, so you're walking by Gauntlet. You hear a guy go, "You have found my treasure." Nobody was going. Our 
can't believe you used a computer to do that. Well, <laughs> it, it's, right. I realize that there are differences now, right? This stuff is so good that it sounds good enough to replace people. And it's also a mass market thing now. And it's not what it used to be. I know there are differences. I'm not trying to compare these directly. But at some point, I, I kind of feel for the finals guys. Because on the one hand, all they really need is for very short quips that are dynamically based on the action. So if somebody says team whatever has overtaken the zone, you want to be able to say that and not record infinite amounts of audio so that you have enough to sample from and have a bigger install package. All those reasons. There, those are reasonable reasons to use a robot to do your thing in that game. And I don't think they're I think they're being unfairly treated as a example of the problem. The example of the problem is way different than that. That's Ubisoft with a multi $200 billion thing or million dollar project where they're replacing everybody with, with computer voices. Right. Or that's maybe different. like you, re- you come in, record primary lines for the main launch, but they use AI for the X-Pack and you don't get that extra work right. or a sequel. Or to even use maybe even a safer example that I know Bo has mentioned before, it is extraordinarily unlikely that the day would ever come or will ever come that uh, Blizzard goes, you know what? Let's get a ton of actors in here and let's do voiceover for all of the dialogue in World of Warcraft. Yeah, they're not doing it. That isn't going to happen. No. People aren't losing jobs by somebody using an AI to read the voice line, the quest text in World of Warcraft, because it's either they're going to do that or they're not going to have it at all. So I don't really get mad at, you know, modders or even if Blizzard did it to a degree, again, as long as it's not a case of, well, this is a cheaper way to yeah, do it. Like we were um, going to do this, but now we're going to f- not cancel all our voice contracts and use a computer. That's not right. Know. Like, and again, how is it being used? What is the utilization? But like, I'm not going to get mad at the modders for going, Oh, you shouldn't use AI. AI is bad for doing something that wouldn't exist without it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that that is a very tough zone to navigate. I think some people are going to feel differently about it than others. Um, but for me, I'm not going to wag my finger at a mod maker for doing it. Um, same with people using AI to, you know, up-res uh, Final Fantasy backgrounds for the classic Final Fantasy games. Like, mm-hmm. that nobody else was doing that. I wish Square Enix would do that, but nobody else was. So it's going to be implementation, but again, going back to actors, there is no discernible benefit that I can see if you were an actor to be happy I'd, about this. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like the re- like <laughs> it's perfectly natural to have a feeling about this because it just feels like the end game with all of this for mm. voice actors mm. is the perfect like the perfect outcome for video game developers is we never have to call a voice actor again. Mm. Yeah, like I, it feels like you know. Yes, we're sort of in this transitory phase, but like uh, the wet dream of all these people is like, imagine if we didn't have to pay anybody. We just get a license. We license ten workstations, and it does the all. We get we get some engineers who are already working on some other stuff, so we can just have them work one day a week or the equivalent of ten if full time equivalent hours a week on generating voice. Uh, you know, save money that way. Yeah. And remember we're in the same week or so where, uh, open AI is making the claim and they're doing it out loud. They're making the claim that if they can't just be exempt from copyright laws, that that will hurt their business in training models on data. And I saw that I couldn't actually believe it when I saw it. Cause I was just like, really? 
you're just saying it out loud, what we all assumed anyway, which is you're scraping everything. And now you're having to answer for that. And when start, stuff starts showing up, you're like, wait a minute, this looks like it was taken directly from a thing. And now they want to, they want an exemption or a little stifle their, their whatever. I, I cannot call bullshit louder than that, than I, than. Well, that that's where, that's where my angle has always been is, is this term AI is that the general populace have been seeing AI for decades in movies. They think it's a magic robot. And it's just a photocopier, a very sophisticated photocopier. Yeah. And so they should not get an exemption. Did Xerox get an exemption? No. So you don't get an exemption either for your fancy photocopier. I know there's magic going on and great feats of engineering, and it can be like offensive to say it to people in the know. doesn't matter. If it's not a sentient being. So we have sentience. I could admire Scott's art all my life and draw like him. But I'm not going to get slapped with copyright. It's just I've been inspired by him, and that's how you iterated. I started drawing. Yeah, like it, sure. it's normal. We, all artists do this. They admire things, they emulate it, and they turn it into something all their own. So if a machine is designated as sentient and looks at art and says, I like Scott's art. I'm going to make cartoons like he does. Then, okay, well, you're a sentient being, buddy. You know, just don't direct. We have rules still. Just don't directly like trace his art and pass it off as your own. Mm -hmm. But if you're inspired by his art and drawing his style, great. Um, but if you're a fancy fucking photocopier mm. that goes through a million uh, CPU cycles to output things that no other photocopier can do, great. You're still a photocopier. You're not AI. Stop telling normies it's AI uh, when it's not sentient. Like, the AI means nothing. Hmm. AI is not a sentient being like in a Steven Spielberg movie where you're like, does Haley Joel Osmond have feelings? You know, like, it's not that. Like, stop. They, ha they should ban calling it AI. They should call it fancy photocopier. <laughs> they they really should. FP, they really should. FPC is the new term. Oh, you got some. This is, you, this, you, is, this is this is like a, like a, a five layers deep grift on everyone by these tech grifters that just want to yield results from a thing that's not finished because mm. they're out of venture capital money or whatever the hell else. Yeah, it's not. It, it's impressive what it does, but it's not the real deal. Uh, the artificial word being the very key hint about all of it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so. So, in my opinion. Hell no. And like, I'm on the, the voice actor side. Just take, just dump it. Just take a big shit. I'll take all the AIs. I'll open my pants. I will poo all over it. Uh, even if it's fantastic because it's half done homework. Yeah. No, Sorry, I, I'm ranting. I'm lecturing and ranting. A no, no, bit, no, 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 no. Like, it's good. It's, I'm glad we got this story because I wanted to hear takes and that was a take. It's a fancy, it's a fancy photog uh, photocopy. It does amazing stuff. <laughs> No, we've never seen before, but it's still bullshit. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think we can stop it. A lot of things are bullshit and it just doesn't <laughs> stop anyway. So, you know, whatever. Hand sanitizer says, is this a deep take? I get what they did there. Like deep fake, but yeah, deep it's take. It's a deep state take. Yeah. yeah. Deep state take. Ooh, even better. Deep steak tate. Deep steak tate. I don't Deep steak tate. I don't know what you just said, but I'm hungry right now. Yeah, I'll I have know a deep that. steak that, tate. I'm definitely hungry after what you just uh, said. Amazing. All right. Uh, nicely done. PSA real quick for BS or for BSG. Sorry. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar players. Galactica players. Uh, Everybody get ready. If you're still a fan of Battlestar Galactica, we got a 
public service announcement yep. for you. Now is your time, it turns out. Uh, oh, Baldur's no, Gate 3, still- players on Xbox. Uh, very exciting. You all got the version of the game, which is awesome. If you take screenshots of raunchier moments when you're romancing another character, which exists in a fair number on that or, game. Or just walking around naked as... In my PG3 multiplayer, the barbarians constantly never wearing clothes because apparently they don't need to. They mm-hmm. get the unarmored defense bonus. And their wieners out. And their vaginas. Uh, you know? yeah. yeah. Both of them. Both of them I was, talking to, I was talking to an NPC and like, uh, you know, a pair of boobies walked by. Yeah. <laughs> Just in front of my face. I yep. was like, okay. There they are. Well, anyway, they were, you can get banned. Now, I had, I heard from somebody in at Microsoft whose name I will not say because I want him in no trouble at all. His, his name rhymes with Bill Penser. Bill Penser wrote in. <laughs> definitely not definitely not Bill or Phil in any context, but somebody there who knows about how these systems work. This is an automated system. So it does automatic recognition of body parts and stuff and then flags data based on that. Like a lot of social media sites do, a lot of these things are, this is normal. This is another use, by the way, of large language model AI that uh, you don't hear about. Anyway, they are the word is they're going to fix it so that this is doesn't happen here because this isn't it's not meant to be happening the game is at the game and it's on the platform and they don't want people banned for this so it's a systems thing and they're trying to reverse it that's what i was told don't count on a date or anything weird like that i'm just telling you that an anonymous well, he's not anonymous to me, but someone you people don't know is in Microsoft, <laughs> and he says... I love that you needed to clarify that. Like, people <laughs> wouldn't know what you meant when you said anonymous source. They're like, well, if it's anonymous, how does he even know? He doesn't even know who he's talking to. I just don't want... I, I don't want him to get in trouble, that's all. And so I'm over... I'm way over explaining it, which I do sometimes. Yeah. But he's, he's... We love it. Yeah, he's a good guy. But anyway, the point is, uh, go ahead and... Well, don't if I mean maybe wait a little while till there's an announcement. But right now there have been a few accounts that have been banned yeah. from this. So I think you, you can. I, one of the things I saw in an article, and not from a shady <laughs> deep throat contact over on an Xbox Scott, or Microsoft. My name is P. Spencer. Please keep me anonymous. <laughs> I have inside information about the nature of Baldur Gate Three players. Is you yeah. can turn off for taking pictures of some boobies. <laughs> yeah. It's because your stuff is getting synced with the cloud. So there are, you just Google it. You can, there's some workarounds. Just don't upload, like, no cloud sharing. Yeah, don't share. Because everything's yeah. designed just to be like it's on your, your screenshots or in your phone or whatever. Like, just turn that stuff off. Yeah. And that way the bot won't, you're not uploading porn in its eyes. Yeah. So you, you don't yeah. want that in your, uh, in any form. And maybe just don't take screenshots of Baldur's Gate 3. Like, you know. Well, I'm sure people uh, saw it and went, whoa, did you see that wiener go by? Save. And then, you know. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but that's, I think it's still fix it soon. You can share wieners yeah. with your buddies. Get ready to share wieners <laughs> with your buddies. Maybe, assuming Scott's anonymous source is reliable. Bill Spencer, what'd you call him? What's Bill Spencer. Spencer. Bill Spencer. <laughs> um, right. I thought it was Will Will we Chenser. Oh, Chenser. Got it. Uh, all right. Well, well done, everybody. Now time for this. Welcome. Nope. That's the wrong. I'm on the wrong tab. <laughs> oh, Phil. That's Phil's voice message. So I got that. some AI voices. Oh. Nope. Wrong one again. That's a good question. There it is. We're going to do some text. Uh, actually, one quick text and then a couple of quick phone calls. This text came from David. 
he sent it to 801-471-0462. Keep that number handy and use it often. He says, hey, again, just wanted to say Steam's private games functionality, which we were trying to do last week and have Bo hide a game as an example, is for the Steam open beta only. It's not officially released, so it's not in the retail version or the, the public version yet of the game. You can opt into it. Super easy. Um, I but did. That, you did, and it worked for you, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, well, I don't know, but I, no. <laughs> I don't, I haven't hidden anything yet, but um, yeah, so we actually had a couple people on Discord post uh, tutorials, actually, while the show was going, and then uh, I think over the weekend after, and now with this text, we've had a lot of people, the first time we mentioned it, we're like, I don't know how to do this. Nobody said anything. No. Apparently in that window between then and the second time we talked about it, a lot of people figured it out. Everyone. You do have yeah. to opt into Steam's beta client, and then when you do... Uh, you have the ability to right-click a game and say mark as private. But in addition to that, you can also, when you purchase a game, um, a little window will pop up to say, are you buying the game or do you want to buy the game privately? Mm. So it will also hide your purchase history. So you can actually mark it private from the moment you purchase it as well. Yeah. So uh, just an interesting little extra on there. I was really thrown by the new buy game window because I bought something today. What did I buy? Oh, I bought uh, uh, Infinite Wealth. I oh, pre-ordered. Is it different though? I like Bo. Oh, nice. I joined the pre-order thing. Yeah. You joined. Well, it. yeah, there's a there's an extra option now. It's like, hey, do you want to buy this game in price? Oh, so that's just straight up part of the checkout. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's now right. added okay. in the checkout. I, I installed the beta client. Let's see if this works here. We're I installed the beta version of Steam Deck's uh, thing, and it's not in there. I have nothing to hide, but the, uh, you know, science and for the show. <laughs> right. This yeah. is all for. I, it's mostly for, for me. I buy some messed up shit. So yeah, you know. Bo buys some weird stuff. I don't <laughs> I'm have to go hide Myth Force. Myth Force is on my recent list. So I'm gonna let's go find Myth Force here. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not called Milf Force, is it? Because then no. you okay. No, that's right. a different game. Then you hide. Didn't that. You already buy a game, Bo. I have Scarlet <laughs> Maiden. Yeah, check it all out, right. everyone. Scarlet Maiden. Scarlet Maiden. <laughs> Mark is <laughs> private. Um, okay, and now I go back to my profile. And now you see if somebody else can see it. Oh, Is, shit, no. I, didn't, I, I privated the wrong one. Oh, no, I did private. <laughs> yeah. no, I did private Myth Force. It says Unmark is private. Now I go to Gorath. Yeah. And oh, let me still, check. Yeah, still John, on my list. Hold on. Let hold me on, look, let let John me look it, though. Because John's yeah, logged in on. as John. That's where it'll count. And yeah. also, this may be a thing only for Friends. two beta people. Both have to be on the beta. Uh, let's see. Gorath. Uh, so it should say I, Steam VR, Deep Rock Galactic, yep. and Myth Force. No, it says Monster Hunter World. So you don't, oh. you see it, but John does not. That's the whole I idea. I don't see it. Yeah. Okay. So it worked. Awesome. So it worked. Yep. They worked. Sweet. Yep. Um, porn games, here I come. Yep. Get in there. Uh, and actually, how many games does it say you have in your profile, Bo? So, like, you know, when you look at your profile and it says how many games you have, how many does it say for you? Uh, 629. Okay, I see 629 as well. Oh, so you see total number? So I see the total number, but then if I look at the list, you can, well, then you if, can I, do if I click it, I see 683. All right, hang on. Try, try looking again. Uh, Reload still, my page. I still see 629. Yeah, so it doesn't. But that's just the out. number. That doesn't tell me what it no, is. No, that's just. Yeah, but you know, some internet people are pretty good at, you know, 
Oh, he's hiding ten games. What could those games be? Yeah, but More then they'd confirmed. have. But then they'd have Pornography. to guess. They'd have to guess. Just make sure you mark some hidden ones that are stupid and old. And no one, you know. I think my my policy just keeping out the open is probably the best one. Yeah, I don't, my, my I, policy is just assume everybody has all the weirdest porn games installed and <laughs> just accept them for the weird person yeah. they are. And then when they come back and they have none. You're just like surprised. Oh, that's nice. You're like one. Ex- what yeah. somebody plays in their private life it doesn't impact me at all. No, I don't. I care, think so. what I, what I dread about just even playing the porn games, and I don't like you. Chicken might recently played is just like someone messaging me while I'm playing them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, why did you? initiate a conversation with me yeah. you know like like don't, like it's like less that i need it as private i guess you can just go offline yeah you can but show still, offline but that's yeah, lame I, if you do want me or john to ping you or something even though it's not about want, your porn game look if i'm playing subverse i don't want anyone to ping no, me. no nobody ping <laughs> me. and 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 listen this isn't a reverse thing where now you got to ping me because i asked you not to like just don't do it no right? don't do it do you want Bo, Bo to be your friend but was afraid. That's a movie. When when your friend, not just me, anyone, any of your friends, if they're playing Subverse, just let them play Subverse. You know what is Subverse again? What is that one? Subverse is uh, you know. Uh, I'm gonna regret <laughs> asking this. What was it? No, what, what, it's it's like a it's a video. It's like Mass Effect, but you know, boners and boobies, <laughs> basically. <laughs> okay. All right then. You know. I mean, the thing that everybody wanted out of Mass Effect. Why you, do I have this on ignore? I don't necessarily want to ignore this game. Ignore what? It come up as a recommendation at some point. Subverse? I typed it because I wanted to know what it was. And because I'm not streaming my computer and I'm at no risk of showing it to anybody. Maybe you didn't want your kids little, to walk in, walk in on you, you know, yeah, looking at the trailer. That. I locked the door. Dad, what's Subverse? Well, oh, it's like Mass yes. Effect, but with boobies and vaginas. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Uh, what are those? Mass Effect. What? Well, it's like Subverse, but softer. What's well, a vagina? It's more of a CRPG than, but yeah, it's. John, let me ask you this: Can you look up my thing and tell me how many games are on my profile? I want to be uh, embarrassed. Sure, let me take a look. I have no hidden's, so I'm, I'm not in the beta. Well, it wouldn't matter. I guess well, the, the weird thing is, is when I click Bo's game list, it shows more games than what it says on the front when I click it. Oh, what does mine say? Uh, yeah. Hold on, I got. I got. So apparently, I have. Uh, it says game six twenty nine, but when I go to my all games list, it says oh, six eighty three. Yeah, but that's I think what I saw too. One of the things you have to account for is there's some hidden weird shit. Like you know when you buy a game, like I bought Rust, and Rust has some weird server oh, thing. Oh yeah, Rust. yeah. So sometimes you get more than one executable. That's with true. A purchase. Some are multiplayer only executable. It's weird. You're right. Yeah. Scott, I show you on your profile as having 1,842 games. Yeah, so that should be and closer then, to 2,000. What does it say on the other when, one? When I You've click got a thousand it, it hidden says, games? Holy shit. I don't have anything when hidden. I, when <laughs> I click it, I see 2,112. Yeah, see, 2,112 is correct, but I can't imagine 100 games. Not a thousand, Bo. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, we but, know uh, who's buying all the porn games. <laughs> but a hundred, a hundred games is still a lot. I don't know. Well, it's not quite a hundred, but whatever that eighty games is, I don't know what's why it is. You have four perfect games, Scott. What what are they? Alba, a wildlife adventure. Yeah, beat that game. Batman, the Telltale series. Yeah, like that game. Dungeon Dashers. Oh yeah. I like that you one. You unlocked all one of the game's achievements. Yeah, I only had one. I only had one. Which uh, was 
apparently the prerequisite is have an awesome party, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Soma, you have all the achievements in Soma. Yeah, Soma was generous. It, it the, the achievements were just, did you make it through this? Cool, here's an achievement. And I beat that game on stream because someone bought it and I put myself mm. through hell. But here's the thing. I am not an achievement chaser at all. So if you see any perfect achievement stuff on Steam or any other service, it's because those games had easy achievements and I didn't even have to do anything to get them because I don't <laughs> care about achievements at all. Although, if I could just bring up one other question here while we're talking about degeneracy and Bo. Mm. Um, Bo, is your mini profile image a bunch of ladies all snuggling? Oh, yeah. I I thought that'd be hilarious. (laughs) So that's that's showing just fine. I've totally got a... I definitely 100% have a degen hover. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Bo has seven perfect games. Seven. See, that's yeah. less than I would have expected. I thought you were more of an achievement chaser on stuff you beat, but maybe I have I, I grabbed a few uh, in recent uh, times. Uh, mm. Like like a dragon I perfected in The Man Who Erased His Name both this year. Those are on there? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, How's, I'm a Yakuza does franchise or, guy. Does Orc Massage have 100%, John, on there? No. Okay. it's uh, His seven is Hades, which is really impressive. Yeah, Very that good. is impressive. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Banished. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, yeah. Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name, uh, Stacklands, and he has the single achievement for Counter-Strike 2. There's yeah. only one for Counter-Strike 2? Yeah. yeah. It's like logging I think in. It's, Thanks. I think it's for logging in, but how does only 16.1% of players have this achievement? Yeah, that's weird. That seems really <laughs> what weird. Is, what does make, that mean? Makes, yeah. makes me special, I guess. Oh, by the way, see, I'm I'm, I'm showing you my playtime on Orc Massage. It's only four minutes, so just hey. FYI. Well, well, now I feel like I should get Orc Massage because now I feel like your review was un uh, inaccurate. Also, yeah. it wasn't good. I also I don't want to hear about that's your... why it wasn't great. So I logged it. Okay, maybe I gotta finish it to completion. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're I mean, you minutes. only how much of the massage did you actually experience? Yeah. Just, not much. This like this, it was janky. Like you forget when you don't play a porn game for a little while. You, you know, like oh, this looks good, and then you get in and you're like, oh yeah, this is like twenty percent quality of a norm. Whatever, whatever <laughs> target they're hitting for quality, it's like twenty percent, but it meets the one hundred percent because boobies. Like that's. By the way, Trixler's in our chat, and he's noticing that eighteen forty two is in there. Yeah, it's a weird little little city builder. It's like an old west town thing. 1842. Uh, yeah, I think he's just seeing. I, I, I assume people are looking at my profile. I don't know. Oh, uh, everyone's <laughs> is everyone going through your? Oh, profile it's totally fine. I have nothing in there that's even remotely distasteful of any sort. It's just all there. It's just games. I just have a lot. You know, oh, eight, oh, I'm sorry. Eighteen distasteful. He's saying 1842 games total. I sorry. I Not there is a game in there called 1842. 1842. Um, a lot of people forget there's three people on the show. I think. That's- <laughs> no, that's 100 percent it. <laughs> You're totally right. There are a ton of codes. Some of these way before I met you guys. Like just. I decade I'm and a half. Teasing. I just made a joke. I'm just making a joke. Uh, you just, know what? Now two decades of of code code acquisition. That's what that is. Yeah. Although but, we have been doing the show as we established earlier for almost a decade now. So you know, insane. It was before you guys twenty yeah. years ago. That yeah. I got these codes. That is wild. <laughs> so look at this. Uh, yeah, it's called 1842. Well, anyway, that's a fun little city builder. So side note. 
Uh, let's go to these calls real quick. This is one from same number, by the way, 801-471-0462. And if you'd like to email us, you can. All right. It's talk to the core at gmail.com. Please keep those coming. Especially voice actors. I want to hear from you this week and see what you think of this deal. Anyway, gameplay leak for Wolverine. Here's a call about that. This is Scott Warbeck. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but on YouTube they have uh, gameplay of the new Wolverine game for PlayStation 5. It's been out for about a week now. Yeah, Bye. so that stuff, that's part of the leak, uh, the vi- the footage that was leaked from the big data leak that they had over there in Somniac uh, offices and stuff. And I think the gameplay in those videos looks early and fine. I don't, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's freaking I out. I didn't look at it because usually leaked footage doesn't look good. I think, you know, we all remember the GTA six leak. It's yeah. six, right? That's six. what we're on. We're right? on six. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The GTA six <laughs> leak where everybody was like, this looks like a bunch of geometry. What is this? This looks like a PS two game. And yeah. now, you know, we're seeing the trailer and it's, and people are like, wow, this looks really good. Yeah. Imagine yeah, that. <laughs> imagine what, it coming out when they want you to see it actually. Does, yeah. You so. should see your burger when it's just a bun and a red piece of meat. You should see that before it's finished. <laughs> I'm not faulting anybody. You know, I'm not trying to make fun of the caller or anything. Anybody that wants to go look at it, you're free to look at it. I'm just telling you why I didn't go look at it because I don't want to get myself, you know, all worked up over something that, uh, you know, probably yeah. going to be very yeah. different. Yeah. It, it undermines the developers who want to show a thing when it's in good shape. You, you wouldn't want, what, what's what's a common thing people can relate to? Like you wouldn't, if you're making a casserole, you don't want people to come see it when it's halfway done. No, that's my point with care. the burger thing. Like why? Always <laughs> like come over and look at my casserole. It's like, but hey, you, you guys, know. you guys want an yeah. ice cold Coke? Here. Oh, I'm sorry, that's just the tumbler with nothing in it. <laughs> well, that's not Coke yeah. at all, is it? Like, yeah, this stuff's stupid. By the way, I saw the tra- or the stuff. It looks M rated as hell, and that's all I really care about. I want a really, I want a hardcore Wolverine game and it looks like they're making one. So good enough for me. And it's early. And of course it looks like shit because it's early. This is insomniac. What do you think they do over there? What do you think GTA does when those people were losing their minds about how six looked bad in those leaks? That was some real head scratcher time for me. That's the day I went. Is social media worth it for humanity? To even well, be you have to keep in mind that game, like five, is still on like the best selling games list at all times, constantly. The audience for that game is the broadest of the broad. Like, there are yeah. people that probably are like, hey, I go, I need to get that for my game station. You're like, yeah, yeah and that's like, where I play too on my we, game station. Right. We don't have any game dev like actual experience between the three of us, but what we know is still a mile more than the average person who just tunes in for their Call of Duty or FIFA or you know what I mean, right? Like it's, right. And those people are play GTA. GTA is a you know tentpole franchise. Oh yeah. So you're money. probably seeing a lot of comments like. Oh, how do these people even get jobs making a game that looks like this? You know, like, yeah, because they're the yeah, okay. dumbest yeah. commenters. It's just that you know what, yeah. John, you're right, Bo, you're right. What's happened is humanity gave everyone a megaphone, and we all thought it was an amazing idea in the '90s. We're like, yeah, dude, the internet, everyone has a voice. Uh, I don't know if it was such a great idea. I mean, maybe it <laughs> well, is. We just got to yeah. be better about like blocking out the ones that suck. And I, I think that the worst part about all this is 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 not just that, but that the fact that that stuff gets traction, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Um, 
I was watching H Bomber guy video because uh, now I'm just watching his library. I guess and it was it was about like <laughs> yeah. when people when when people are like burn things like when someone gets pissed off and wants to boycott and they take their Nikes and burn them. Yeah, you know, like protests, like Colin Kaepernick stuff. That results in like huge sales for the companies every time they every do it. Every time, like the boycott has like the literal reverse. Yeah. So all these companies want this like found marketing apparently. Where like they want people to burn their shit because yeah. it's like it's gonna make the stock price go up. They're gonna sell a bunch of stuff and it's like free marketing, basically. It is, so and it's also it's also to me has always been so stupid because what it meant was you see a guy, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, if you're boycotting something by burning it on your your TikTok video, uh the idea that you went and bought four cases of beer to then right. throw them in the ocean. Or whatever you did, poured them out, shot them with a gun, whatever you did. You're stupid. You bought the thing you're trying to boycott so that you could shoot the thing. So you didn't even get your money's worth out of the thing you bought. And all you did was drive sales because Bo's right about that end of it. And you drove sales up. Like you didn't encourage a boycott at all. You were an unwitting agent of the company selling shit. Like, and I'm like, how do we fix it? Like, I don't think the internet, I don't think that's fixable. Like, I, I think that's like, it's more valuable to have it in front of your eyeballs by any means necessary. And the more polarizing, the better, because the more people see it. And, and there's a bunch of people that are like, I don't agree with this guy. I'm going to buy some Nikes. Yeah. Like, like, so it's just, ah, I remember as a I actually kid. had, it's so funny because I had this conversation with my wife last night because I have managed to let go of a lot of things that I get overly invested in and take far too seriously than I should. I got that way with Star Wars, which I'm still amazed that I feel that way about Star Wars. Uh, I got that way with um, just a lot of things I was very passionate about. One thing I have not ever been able to fully let go is my fandom for Spider-Man. Always been my favorite superhero. And when Marvel Comics does something that in my eyes messes with it too much... I take it very personally, more personally (laughs) than I should. Mm. And I have been very mad about Spider-Man for a very long time now. And Mm. if you're a fan of Spider-Man, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, And so I, I, for a long time, I swore off comic books. I was like, I'm just not going to buy any. I'm not going to support it until things in my mind are fixed. Um, It's been going on for a long time. And uh, now... They have released, as of yesterday, Ultimate Spider-Man number one. They brought back Ultimate Spider-Man, except it's different now. It's not It's not what it was. That Ultimate Universe is gone. This is a new adult Peter Parker, married to Mary Jane, has two kids, and uh, it is, by all accounts, an extremely good reboot. Heard good things about it, and yeah. And it, it is apparently phenomenal. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, well, there's a part of me that wants to buy this. Because that then sends a message that, like, this is Spider-Man and I will support this kind of Spider-Man and not the bullshit you're pulling in amazing and have been for a while. I will support this. But at the end of the day, all that money's still going to Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, the money's still raking in to the people that made the decisions to begin with. And I said, so what's the better thing to do, to not buy or to buy? And uh, I don't know. Hmm. But it, it this conversation feels very eerie coming back full circle because it's like, 
it, well, you if, just got to decide what feels right to you. Like, yeah, and we're, don't we're, accidentally support something that's mistreating you or that you don't want to support. So if you really wanted to help Marvel, what you would do, what it, you would have done before they made this reboot is take all your Marvel comic books and your iPad with the digital comic books, <laughs> throw it in a furnace and make a TikTok video and say like, fuck oh, you, Marvel. Here's man, what I'm doing with that's my That's where I messed burn up. burn all of it. Yeah. And then you'd thinking? make Marvel a shit ton of money and you wouldn't have any of your books and you'd have to rebuy them all. Uh, yeah. So yeah. there you go. Because yeah. then you'd be like, well, okay, oh, well, the boycott didn't really work, I guess. I guess You're right. I should have started a fire. Why didn't I start a yeah. fire? Well, that would have made so much more sense. It would have sent a clear message. Yeah. Now, my message is all jumbled. Mm-hmm. I should have just lit well, something on it fire. Would have sent, it, would, no, it, would have been a, it would have been the reverse message. That's like, it would have been sales. A bunch of people were like, screw this guy. We're going to buy Spider-Man. I'm Here's, sure people bought that comic. And oh, yeah. I'm sure they did. Here's the thing, though. When I was growing up, old people would say, there's a sucker born every minute. And I used to think, oh, that's a dumb old thing to say. Whatever. You know, we're smarter now. Now I'm convinced that the only thing that was wrong with that statement was, the minute part, and it's actually second. There's a sucker born every second because my experience on the internet has exposed it. And uh, you're all dumb. Not you guys. You guys are great. Everyone listening, you're nah, awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be dumb. That's fine. Everybody's dumb, dumb about something. That's why, <laughs> honestly, just to kind of tie back to what we were saying, that's why I try to be understanding about it. Like when people do get up in arms about like, oh, I watched this footage for GTA 6 and it looks like shit. What's going on? I try to just remind myself that if somebody asked me any detail about a car, I would not know the answer. Yeah, but you wouldn't all. blurt out like, what you thought was the answer. There's things I'm extraordinarily... Look, Scott, me knowing something about something has never prevented me from having an opinion. <laughs> I feel like as much as I respect people who can only have opinions on things they're informed on, it has never stopped me. Um, so... I just try to go, you know, like if I heard somebody actually say that to me, I would probably just go, hey, man, it's early. I wouldn't worry about it. Mm. Um, and just let people who don't want to live in the universe not live in the universe and have their thing. But you're right. It is hard when everybody has a megaphone and you're not seeing one person say it in earnest. You're seeing a 100 people yell it as loud as yeah. possible. Well, two things. Rusty Nails in the chat says we've also had about a 60% increase in population in the world since, quote unquote, the old days. So it's more like milliseconds now. Uh, but there are, yeah, more people, more megaphones. It's harder. John one time said something I never forgot and I appreciated years years ago now. It's been since we've been doing this almost 10 years. John said, if there's anything I've learned, this isn't, this isn't verbatim because I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you said something about how if you've learned anything is that nobody really knows anything. Or they don't know. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd say. They don't, yeah. know, they don't know everything they think they know, right? Something to that effect. And it stuck with me because it's. I think it's true. Like people... People want to know things, and sometimes they want to know it so bad they'll say that they know it because they think they can discern it and they know what needs to be known, but they don't really know. And so I think at the time, the context was something more social. I feel like I've confused myself. You may have confused yourself, <laughs> but I, it, it really did stick with me. It's to sound like Trailer Park Boys a little bit. It really, <laughs> you it really don't know stuck what me. you don't know unless you know. It just stuck yeah. with me because I was okay. like, he's right, though. Like, if I see something on the face of it, it isn't exactly what it is. Sometimes there's more to it, and I need to ask. Like, there's context. There's details. There's complications. It's not just simple stuff, right? What's in front of you isn't always the answer, and it always reminds me of those photos where... From one angle, it looks like a guy stole a lady's purse. But from the 
wider angle, it, he's pushing her out of the way because uh, a giant safe is falling from above and is going to kill her. And he actually sacrifices himself to save this woman. But if all you have is that original photo, you'd think this jerk criminal took her bag and ran with it. Hope they caught him. You know what I mean? It's right. like, it was that kind of thing. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I took that to heart. I thought it was a meaningful thing uh, that you said that time. And, uh, I don't know why I, I wish brought it I up. could remember yeah, thank it you, too. Thank, that you, would be... <laughs> thank you for that, John. Yeah. Thanks for that. Life um, advice. If I ever remember it, you guys, let me tell you, it's going to be profound a second time. Yeah. And people are lousy at showing, like Wicked Kitten just said it. People are lousy at showing they don't know things. They're terrible at admitting when they're wrong. It's a really cool thing to be able to admit when you're wrong. I try to do it as often as I am wrong. I don't think I always succeed, but it's a good thing to do. So, you know, if I were somebody who went, this GTA footage looks like shit, I would now say, mm, I guess I didn't understand how games were made. Oops, my bad. Like, do that. It's healthy. It's good for you. But instead, I, that I, kid's I, probably on 4chan beating off to who knows what. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's disappointing that uh, that, Dis, that the Disney, Disney's like reflection of the world turned out to be a lie. You know, you grew up with Disney. And there's always yeah. a dumb character. Yeah. But I've never met that person in real life. The guy's like, oh, hey, Eddie. Do you think we should take the garbage yeah. and put it in the kitchen? Yeah. You know, and they're like, "No, take it out to the curb." Like that guy, like your girl, doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that, like they're all like, you know, everyone just knows shit and lacks self awareness. That that archetype, maybe it existed at one time. I don't see them or meet no. Them. Like, and even the kinds that do now are just—you never know who. I, I don't know who, how old they are. I don't know how mature they are or immature they are. I don't know if they're forty and then and saying these things that they say on the internet, or if they're twelve. It makes a difference. But we don't know. Everyone's cosplaying as an astrophysicist. I think that's or yeah. or, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or like a, a super smart politician. Yeah, or an like expert. I just, in I, that's like the diseases. era we're in now. Where yeah. like everyone's everyone's something really important that's not really what it is because they read it on the internet. So you guys, we or don't they, just talk about video games on this show. We talk about deep, meaningful <clears throat> human issues. Whatever us. happened to just a classic dumb guy? Look, like, hey guys, hey, what are you, what's going hey, on today? <laughs> <laughs> like where's that guy? That, that guy I don't know that guy. Exist. That guy doesn't Anymore. exist. They made or him. Maybe up. he never did. I, I you know. It's, I mean. You know, one thinks maybe those cartoons and movies and stuff were just making fun of people who had mental disabilities. That's no, I choose not to. Be- maybe, but I choose not to believe that. You know, like I, I genuinely believe there was people maybe without you know neurodiversity we just, or we or just disorders. need people that know their snarf. Yeah. It's just like who are just like you know like or I don't Orko. read. I don't read. I don't learn things i just you know i i kind of know a person like that actually but even he sounds smarter than he should you know just fixes cars goes to the bar hangs out that's it yeah you know like does maybe go on a trip and do a fun thing every now and then but is like you know but even that person is like i don't know it's just that i'm just saying that that disney archetype maybe you're right maybe they were making fun of uh Differently able people, and they—that's the only maybe. It was just cheap. It was just a cheap shot back then, and it just grew out. I mean, why not? There was a whole like racist China Donald Duck cartoon. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) For every good uh, anti-Hitler Donald Duck cartoon, there was some racist one. Yeah, they're all out there. Uh, All right, one more thing. This is a science call from Bobby Frankenberger, friend of the program, uh, frequent guest, and uh, also occasional step-in co-host on the morning stream with me. Bobby's a really smart dude, and he had this to ask. It's about two minutes long, so it's a longer call. I usually don't play these, but I like Bobby, 
and he has questions. Here it is. Hey, Scott, Bo, John, it's Bobby here. Bobby from All Around Science. Um, oh, I've got. Hi, I'm listening to Core, and uh, you guys are discussing <laughs> uh, this idea of Bo raised the question of why do we ask a question? And I had a science thought about that that I thought I'd share with you guys. Cool. Now I haven't researched this at all. Heads up. Um, so this is just kind of like my thoughts. If, if I had researched this and taken the time to do that, then I would have sent you an email and not bothered yeah, he calling. He should be a host because, on this show. He sounds like us. Uh, nobody yeah. calls people anymore. But here I am calling you because I had to get the thought out of my head. Anyway, the uh, there's this idea in linguistics, um, that, and there's research that shows it, it has to do with subject and predicate, right? The sentence you're asking, ask being a verb in this case, you're or or a or an action in the sentence, right? And there needs to be a subject for that, right? You're acting on a thing, and this is just how English works. So when you're asking a, qu a question, you have to, when you state that you're going to ask something, the reason that sounds natural, even though it might be redundant, is because uh, cognitively we need to have something that our actions are acting upon in order to communicate that sentence efficiently. There's a lot of research that shows that when you leave these sorts of uh, linguistic structures open-ended and non-finished, like if you just have an action and you don't state what that action is going to be acted on, then it's actually more cognitively difficult. Our brains have to work a lot harder to figure out what you're talking about, and it ends up being less efficient, even though you might be using fewer words, because we have to think a lot harder about what the person's trying to say. So you ask a question, because if you don't ask a question, people are going to wonder, a ask? What? 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 There's a there's an action, there's a verb there, but what's the subject? What is it being? What, what What's going on? So anyway, thought I'd send you guys my thoughts. Now that I'm out of breath, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> warm self out yeah i think that's exactly right because yeah if i if i turned around and said can i ask i'd say like, yeah you, you, well sure but but also, most people would say ask what you didn't finish your sentence be smart be smart yeah. brain, brain hurt yeah no sorry like but, you're saying that doesn't jar you at all if i just no, said it oh, sounds can like i ask I mean, you need to add, you need to You're pull a, a broken spot. human being. You don't know. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> like I think you need, <laughs> I think if somebody for, came up to me and went, can I ask? I'd be like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think you might be right. And it's just because we're talking about it that I'm paying attention. So maybe you need to pull like what you did with Scott earlier and Constantine, like just earmark it so that you can show me how I'm just being okay, a pedant. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, just, just like maybe in a few weeks or something. Just Suddenly spring it on you. Yeah. Just if you, yeah. Cause like right now I'm on high alert. I'm like all like, Oh, why don't we say these things? I think it, Bobby had a great explanation. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think we, I think we do lots of stuff. We, cause it sounds nicer, even if it's technically stupid, 
you know, it's because a, like, it's social. It, you know, some, yeah. Like if something rhymes, it's smarter. Like yeah. we can't Sometimes. help it. We're just yeah. like, yeah, I think that might be right. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> he rhymed it. It has to be true. Yeah, it has you know, to be true. Uh, if, uh, if you poo, uh, use two. And that's like a little reminder to use two pieces <laughs> of toilet paper. But you can use any amount. What do you mean? No, but people you know, do it politically all the time. They say Dirty yeah. Donald or uh, Sleepy Joe or, you know, when they come up with these cute little names, they think it means it thinks it re- they think it reinforces their thing. So that's a negative example, but this idea of communicating with me, like if I said to Bo, so let me ask you this, which I do sometimes to start the question. Or if I say, all right, well, here's a question. And then I ask a question. Like I, I see what he means. I'm setting you up for an easy catch. Not an easy I guess catch, it's but, like it's uh, like the word ask is weird because right. saying is saying, speaking is speaking, asking is just another way of saying speaking. Like I'm not doing something funny like scratching my armpit when I'm asking. Like, you know, throwing is throwing, scratching is scratching, saying and speaking or speaking like what am I doing differently when I'm asking? Right. That verb he mentioned. And right. it's like it's the same as saying, but if I was to say, Can I ask you a statement? Yeah. You'd go no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. no, it's not physically possible. John wouldn't that. talk to me. He'd be like, get away from me. What, what is this no, weirdness? No, get out of I here. can ask you a question, but I can't ask you a statement. I can't ask you an imperative. Um, I can't ask you. You could try, you know, but and not yeah. with that I mean, attitude. I think most of those things, like if somebody, if it wasn't, even if it was blatantly obvious, like unless they were like showing it to me, if someone was just like, can I throw? Like, yeah. What? The yeah. game? Oh, so we can. Mon- <laughs> what are you? Do- what are you doing? <laughs> Monica's bring up a good point because you might say, "Can I ask you a favor?" But why not say, "Can you do?" A I favor think I for said me? that. Last like, time. why would I? Uh, oh, I sometimes say, "I sometimes say, okay, hey, can I ask you a favor?" Or can I? Can you do me? me a, can you do me a favor? I'll say a lot. But I think they work. They're just. Can I ask a? But favor you ask you? a favor because you're giving somebody the option to say no. Yeah. Like if I say to Kim, can I ask you a favor? Yeah. Can you bring me a cold thing? And she'd say, uh, dr- drink, <laughs> like drink or something. Like uh, five, like five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's a social construct. And also it's social when even if it's someone you don't know, if you see somebody say, let me ask you, can I ask you this? I don't know. There's a, there's a. I'm probably overthinking it because of all the. We didn't talk about it last week, but this week I revealed all the languages I'm learning on Duolingo. So it's probably just like all this shit's like swimming around in my head because I'm like trying to figure out Korean letters. Like what? The chat's I mean, that's so that'll weird. Do They're like it. lines when you start in different to learn, directions. When you start to learn other languages, it does suddenly make you question why you do things your way. Yeah, yeah. like you know how they uh, a lot of I think most other languages, right? They will put the descriptors. Um, after the object, yeah, which we don't usually do here. Like, oh yeah, I'm learning say, Japanese if too. If we say the, yeah. if we're talking about a red ball, we'll say, hey, look, it's the red ball. Yeah. But in most other languages, it would be the ball that is red. The ball that is yeah, red. Yeah, like, right. As far as the structure of how it is, right. and it seems weird and backwards because I learned English first. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, ja- I'm learning in the Japanese Duolingo. It's like ocha. Let's say is like tea, right? Mm-hmm. Ocha, and they say ocha desu. Or desu, I don't know, but that means it's tea, but it's it's tea its in tea its yeah tits it's tits wait what am I saying tea but it's tea its it's 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 ordered differently it's the tits yeah it's the tits 
But it's like, ocha desu, you know. Uh, yeah. Kudasai, no. I think is please. Kudasai. Yeah, no, that's it's true. Most yeah. languages that aren't English uh, to have that kind of order change. And I, I don't know, I'm torn on whether or not we're doing it inherently wrong, but. You know. It's just, it's just these rules are weird. It's just ask was just funny. It just seems like redundant. One of the like, you know. Yeah, let me. Like, ask I guess you if a you question. don't really like the word ask, there's no one with a gun to your head saying you have to use the word at all. So why did I make a big deal? Yeah, you never, like, say, I just I, you never say. You never say I need to fart air out of my butt. No, the fart is the air in your butt. Right? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you used a bad example because I got so distracted by what you said that I lost the point. <laughs> well, no, it's the same. It's like, let me ask you a question. Oh, that's redundant. Let me fart the air out of my butt. That's redundant. The air is <laughs> the fart. Nobody says that. <laughs> nobody's ever said that those words in that order before. <laughs> On the, well, nobody said it. Oh, no, he's okay. I get it. Yes. You're the first person to ever fart, say that. Fart is air. So fart is the air. Fart air. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fart air. I'm not going to, you know, it's the ATM I'm gonna fart. machine. Hold your nose. I'm, I'm fart, about to fart is not the air. same as air. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hang on. Isn't it? Well, what is it? I guess it's, it's a, no, hang on. No, it's right. The it's air in gas. your butt. The air in your butt is a fart. The right? air in your butt is air the in gas. your butt. It's not a fart. <laughs> okay. I'm going to fart. A, I'm going to fart butt gas. air. It's not air. If I said I'm going to fart butt air. No, so air like think of um think of like a a, a poison cloud, right? Like in D and D, you class cloud kill, yeah, and a cloud of poison. That poison cloud is not air. No, it's not. It's, it's a gas. poison cloud. So the, think of the fart as a cloud killing your butt. <laughs> All right, butt cloud. It's not air. It's a poison cloud. So you don't call it air because I think air means like it's a informal term for like atmosphere of the planet or of the environment or ecosystem not just any gaseous element the like chat, you wouldn't say the chat's killing me by the way like you might say that the air on venus is filled with methane it no. is i What's think it that? is methane isn't it or no not methane yeah. uh, but that uh, would be its air because we're talking about atmosphere like the breathable spot space of the eco the eco deal it, the ecosystem yeah um but it like not all gas is air that's true. That's what I'm trying to say. All gas. Wait. Not all gas is air, but all air is gas. Wait. No. All, all air is gaseous form. That's sure. true. A gaseous nitrogen. Gaseous that's right. Oxygen. That's right. That's yeah, totally right. Yeah. And uh, whatever else is hydrogen. Yeah, uh, sure. I guess so. Hydrogen. Whatever the mixture is, it's air. I guess you would say, though, like I walked in this room and the air was smelly, but that would mean there's something extra in addition to the air. Your fart is also mixed in with the air. So there you go. Air. There you go. And by and the way, just technically, for the... there might still be some atmosphere in your butt along with the fart. Right? Of course, it, it depends on how small you go. Like how many you... particles per million is but your fart separate. versus atmosphere? It's in not your butt. a case of this is just my butt air. <laughs> like unless Scott has branded his farts as a specific thing called butt air. Butt air. You... Copyright. So. So I yeah. think you could call it fart air, but I think pedants, it would, it, the only people that would offend is pe- <laughs> English pedants. Yeah. And he's not calling it fart show. air. He's calling it butt air. He's <laughs> farting butt air. Well, originally it was farting <laughs> air out well, of we, my butt. We get it. When you say butt air, we know what he means. We know it. Yeah. Right? We know what you mean butt air. Air from your that's butt. That's the beauty of the English language. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can yeah. say fart a hundred different ways. So wait, based on all this, I've just realized Yoda is the one talking like other languages when he does English. So he says, over there, I must go. 
You know what I'm saying? He's put yeah, in a thing before. Yeah, maybe George Lucas was doing Duolingo and it inspired him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was it. Yeah, 1979, he was doing some Duolingo. I mean, he was down. into Japanese. Maybe he was learning Japanese, not with Duolingo, but yeah. you know, in a book. He was turning Japanese. I'm really glad that this conversation <laughs> was launched by Scott talking about how many stupid people were in the yeah, world. Dude. <laughs> not us. He's like, not you guys. Not us. Oh, Don't worry about us. You yeah. guys are fine. There's just a lot of dum dums out there. Let me talk about my butt air for a little bit. <laughs> my tea, my tea that is the tits. Uh, real, real quick, from a scientific standpoint, the clouds over Venus uh, are concentrated droplets of concentrated sulfuric acid. And it is so bereft of anything resembling water that it is many thousand times drier than the driest desert on Earth. So there you go. Don't let those droplets fool you into thinking it's liquid. So it's thanks for that, Bobby. Yeah. Thanks, Bobby. We feel scientifically <laughs> satisfied. Hey, everybody, if you enjoyed this segment of CORE or didn't, uh, please contact Bobby, <laughs> yeah. who's responsible for everything you just That's heard. right. All Around Science is this podcast. It's actually very good and smart. Uh, that is it for our calls. Thank goodness. 801-471-0462. And the email address, once again, is talktothecore at gmail.com. Quick reminder that we are supported by you and you alone here on the show. Patreon.com slash core show is where you do it. we got some new patrons this week in the form of Mike McDonald. Not like Michael McDonald, the singer. <laughs> you know the one? Yeah. Anyway, bag of ducks. I see what they did oh. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of corks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, b- <laughs> <laughs> it takes Scott a minute. You can watch that one land. I actually watched it sail from one chat window to the other. Is it, it, Scott? I'd actually forgotten that ducks have that weird corkscrew wiener. I forgot all about yeah. it until you said it again. Anyway, yeah, a whole bag of them. Yeah. Uh, Matt also. It just goes by Matt. Ray Bones, Tim Gorin, and Justin Gordon. They're all brand new folks this week, and we love them. They get no commercials ever. They will get pre-show and post-show content every single week and monthly benefits, including an upcoming uh, special host episode by Bo Schwartz himself and oh, yeah. uh, some art from me. All right? You can't get in any other way. You just got to go look at it, sign up for whichever level you want, and help support your favorite video game podcast that talks about <laughs> real dumb shit at the end. Patreon.com slash core show. That's Patreon.com slash core show. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash core And we'd love to have you here live every Thursday, most of the time, unless we change it, uh, at 4 p.m. Mountain currently until the time switches back over and it'll be 5 again. But right now it's 4 p.m. Mountain. So come watch us live or check out the show on the archive, whatever you feel like doing. Uh, Any mashup or still? No mashup. Still waiting for Jamie. He's got one coming. He told me he has more clips than he he knows what to do with. So he's going to make a bunch of content. It's on its way. Oh, sorry. I'm excited. I had to ask. I'm excited too. I'm glad you brought it. One more week, everybody. One more week. I forgot to mention. Or maybe many more weeks. I'm not speaking for Jake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Next week. You better do it. Subtle little, uh, subtle push from Bo this week there, Jamie. Uh, Get that going. Instead of pulling a Johnson, that's how you pull a Schwartz. Pull a Schwartz. (laughs) This impossible thing's happening in seven days that I have no way of guaranteeing. Hurry up and get it because Schwartz is afraid. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, don't forget to watch Bo's Afraid, everybody, but it's the homework this week. Oh yeah, Bo's Afraid and McGruber. McGruber. (laughs) Which I, (laughs) it's such a weird dichotomy between those two. Anyway, that is it for us. How about Grandma to tell us what we played this week so that all you whiners say we don't mention it enough and it's not in the show notes or something, uh, even though it is. Bo, or John, I mean. 
I mean, no, Grandma. I can do it this week if you want. Hey, Grandma, give us the thing. Little fast Grandpa. Yeah, no Grandpas allowed. Grandma, what do you well, got? Well, if you don't know what they talked about because the past 10 to 15 minutes of the show somehow wiped your memory, I wouldn't blame you. So let's talk about the games that were somewhere in this video game podcast. Well, they all played Deep Rock Galactic. They played it all together online. As Scott played Horizon Zero Dawn, Chilquarium, and Shapes with a Z. <laughs> John played Yakuza Like a Dragon, Final Fantasy X, and Sea of Stars. And Bo played Mythforce, Dungeons of Eternity in the Virtual Realms. And then he kept playing WoW in Baldur's Gate 3 with some people. <laughs> he sure did. And it sounds like it's going great. Here's what else is great. Our good time here on the air. We'll be back next week with more. Go play some video games. And we'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. I don't know about you guys, but I could use a little excitement.